0: I'm April and I'm Steph and you're listening to The Thirst, this is our podcast about pop culture in it we talk about news, TV, films, music, books, people sometimes other podcasts if we remember yes um you can find us online we're on twitter at the first soundcloud.com forward slash the first pod itunes you can search for us at the first instagram we're at the thirst pod if you want to email us any questions or queries you can do it's the at gmail.com and you can also find our tumblr the first Are you updating
1: that I have updated it. Early, yeah, I updated going. it with
0: all of our episode links, all the stuff we talk about, if there are corresponding articles and things. Um, I have been sticking it on Tumblr. Um, we used to do big Twitter threads, but it got really tedious to yeah. sit and do all of that. I don't so. imagine. So. Tumblr's much easier. Link to Tumblr instead. Um, thanks to everyone who's downloaded um, all of our episodes or subscribed. Um, if you want to leave us some reviews on iTunes, that would be really that great. That would be very good. Um, it you. puts us into charts awesome, and makes people know that we want exist. To be in the charts again. We just want to taste the charts again. Um, this is our 15th episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what's your fifth? Fi- suitable for 15 years and over, April. Oh, that's a good um, one. Apparently that means uh, we can. there can be strong language, there can be <laughs> dangerous behaviour, for example, hanging, <laughs> uh, but it should not dwell on detail which could be copied. Right. And also... Uh, <laughs> there can be sexual activity but works whose primary purpose is sexual arousal stimulation are unlikely to be acceptable that's not true I can think of tons of 15s and 12s I feel very aroused yeah so
0: I mean I think the thing is is that for those that are listening in the states I always forget that US ratings are different oh yeah and there's like NC-17 and rated R and all this stuff all that but in ends. the UK, 15 is like i got a big like. Oh, you can go and see a 15-rated you're 15 rated film now. Oh, you're sexually awesome. arousing films. Sexually
1: arousing films.
0: There are so many films that are 15s. That are Honestly,
1: like- how? What's tw- can we buy your name? It's probably like a twelve. You a and I was all over the place. <laughs> you, I don't think it was you with that peach. Scene. <laughs> I was with that um, peach scene, I was all over the place. It's definitely a fifteen. I lost my shit.
0: Oh, so your anyway, your fifteen pun is much better than mine. Mine was that there is a Taylor Swift song called fifteen. Oh yeah, of
1: course there is.
0: Unfearless, <sighs> um, which I won't sing, but I have got the lyrics here <laughs> upon Genius. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> oh god, I think it's, isn't it about like falling in love when you're fifteen and thinking that, like
1: that the whole world <laughs> like depends on it. Yeah, it's the strongest feeling you oh, know, the ever Oh, The
0: chorus know. is. Because when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, you're going to believe them.
1: doesn't even rhyme.
0: She's a bit weird, isn't she? Oh. Anyway, episode 15, um, yep. second of the new year. Second of the new year. How long can we keep saying new year
1: for? Um, it's March next week. It's so. March. will probably stop when. That'd Happy New end. Year, everyone. Happy new Year. That's probably it. <laughs>
0: Um, so, on to news, um, just a few things that we thought we would discuss. Um, as we discussed last time, we're going to be significantly veering away from anything that's
1: depressing, and I think these things yeah, are... Yeah, we had to put a stop to the shit list, because it was getting too much.
0: I mean, I'm sure it'll come up again when someone uh, does, does a does a bad thing. Um, there were some other things that took place this week. The Brit Wars was one in particular. Yes. How do we explain the Brit Wars to non-English people? It's just
1: British music. I don't really understand what it is. It's like I thought it was supposed to be like British music, but it's not. It's is not. It, it's not even it's like It's an award ceremony in Britain. Is it like the British Grammys?
0: Except it's not really. It's like yeah, because it's got Shitter. Americans as well. It's an industry thing. Yeah, it's in Britain. It's a it's a British music industry thing, and, and yet
1: it involves people from all over the world. But there are international categories. Yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't. Did you watch it? No, I just watched the highlights. Yeah, as so in, I'm, but that. It, I've got to say, I think it was probably more interesting than the BAFTAs. Do you remember watching it a lot when you were a kid? I remember yes. the Brits being a really big
0: thing. Yeah. And me, that, w- that was like the pinnacle of my life.
1: When like 90s pop music was a
0: thing. I vividly I remember like Spice was, Girls performing I feel like it was
1: more British then as yeah, well. Yeah, and then
0: there was the, was it at the Brits where um, Jarvis Cocker got on stage with Michael yes. Jackson? Isn't that weird? That was a thing. That is a thing. I'd net that the British. Just I was seen. about to go, it wouldn't happen now. It wouldn't because he's dead. He's, but he's dead. So that definitely <laughs> wouldn't happen now. Anyway, uh, notable Brit award things that happened Um, I'll do some of the winners just first before we start talking about anything else yeah Um, I mean
1: full disclaimer I don't give much of a shit about um, a lot of the categories and winners, no, but there were a couple all, of good ones. When I looked when I Googled like Brit Award full list of winners, there were like six winners. And so this thought, one where it was like Foo Fighters won Best Rock Band and you're great. Like, Oh how extraordinary. It's
0: twenty eighteen. Sure. Um but notables were um Dua Lipa won uh, yes. Best British Female Solo Artist mm-hmm. and Best oh she won uh, Best British Breakthrough Act. Yes. And um, Stormzy won Best Male Solo Artist and Best British Album. Um, Stormzy performed uh, Blinded by Your Grace Part 2 uh, freestyle and did big for your boots as well um did you watch that performance yes i have it was it's well fantastic. Intense. yeah it wasn't brilliant. it with the
1: rainfall and him just like i'm just really like i'm really just was i were discussing this the other day like just really pleased that Stormzy exists as a role model for people in he's schools rude. Nowadays. yeah like he's basically regarded as like a god by school kids completely and he's very politically
0: outspoken which i think is you know amazing so especially when he's got such a young audience in particular he at the Brit he um called out theresa may there was a line in his um freestyle that was yo theresa may wears the money for grenfell um and he's been very outspoken mm-hmm. about um everything to do with the grenfell tragedy and the british government's failure to kind of act on a lot of their promises in the aftermath um he also said that the daily mail can suck his dick which was just and then wonderful. they retweeted about how he'd won some awards and yeah. then some, loads of people have been like should somebody tell them
1: tell them that he wasn't very nice he wasn't actually being very nice that to he's you. not into them apparently um, there were it was something like ten thousand tweets per minute about Stormzy when he was performing. Amazing, and his music's gone up by something like one hundred and eighty percent on Spotify and Amazon. Like it's just marketed, which is I really like is Isn't he twenty four? that just blows my Isn't mind. It he looks like thirty. He's huge. He's so grown up. He's so tall. He's like yeah. He looks twice as mature as I do. Just good for him. And I'm older than good him. Good for him. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Kendrick
0: Lamar's performance. Yes. So um, Kendrick performed on top of a glass box which contained um, a Mas- was it a Maserati or a Lamborghini? I a don't know. Car. It was a car. I think it was a Lambo. It was like a nicely coloured it car. It had an orange car and it yep. also had um, Atlanta rapper Rich the Kid inside. Um, smashing the- it up. Smashing it up. The back... The, the backdrop behind Kendrick said, um, "This is another satire by Kendrick from Mar which is a callback to his recent Grammy performance." Yeah.
1: Um, he had some technical issues though. Yeah, I you about this, the track start like kept restarting at the beginning. I didn't even notice. Oh, I didn't because
0: I I had to watch his blipping. performance on YouTube.
1: So. Um, I haven't seen the whole thing. I just got like an edit from there TV. There were technical issues at the beginning sure. where it kept restarting. Like they were playing yeah, yeah. a CD and they kept like kept skipping. Great. Very funny. So even the best award shows have issues, <laughs> right? Um, so he did his verse from um, Rich the Kid's
0: song "New Freezer," and then I think he went into feel as mm-hmm. well. But all the time that he was he was performing, um, Rich the Kid was inside this block um, box just smashing up the car. Yeah, and a lot of people were getting really online were being like, you know, very critical about this
1: saying how it was setting, setting a bad example for young people what for smashing up a car yeah. I'm sure they've seen worse on TV mate I like, just want to be like do you I know mean,
0: what type of thing that kids these days have to Probably watched, on in like, the media yeah I just think that to me just says uh, speaks a lot about how people deal with um, you know you can literally watch
1: people like having their heads cut off online right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think someone's smashing a car. For is, me, like... it
0: felt very much tinged with like a, it was just quite snobby and classist and all of that stuff. So funny how that's, I really yeah. enjoyed it. I could watch Kendrick Lamar perform so good for days. His um, Grammy perform performance as well, very very good, was very very good. So did um, you
1: see the Dua Lipa performance? I did watch it. Role, yeah. So that song, like I love that song. song. it's kind of it's quite noticeable because she's performed it quite a lot recently i think it's the hardest song for her to perform yeah so quite a lot of people have commented that she struggles with that song i think it's quite um i think it's just quite hard to keep up with singing so it doesn't do her like massive justice but i think that's the best rendition of that the thing i noticed about
0: her performance actually is that like she doesn't strike me as someone that is like I mean I know that in her videos and stuff they're often really heavily it's choreographed. About choreographed. I was about to and the, say the thing that
1: I took away. From, I don't think choreography works for her. The does thing it? I the
0: thing I thought about when I watched that performance is actually she did look a little bit awkward. There she looks part, like she's trying to count her steps. You could kind of a, she was doing what I imagine I would be doing in that situation one, where two, she knows three, she's got hit throat, beat um, to hit beats yeah. to to get to certain places and it did seem a
1: little bit it doesn't come naturally to her no, at all. Not does at all. it? So but, she always seems yeah a lot happier on stage when she's just kind of freestyling. Yeah. But that was her best like. Uh, singing wise I think that was the best version of that song so far because I think it's just not an easy one to it's not really singing so it doesn't like her voice is amazing but because like the chorus of that song doesn't really involve actual singing really it's a bit a bit bit kind of talky it was interesting
0: watching it because there was this week there was the um, the live lounge performance Mm. that she did um, with Charlie XCX. With Charlie XCX and, and Moe and everyone. Um, and it was quite conscious actually, because you can see that she is just an amazing performer. And when she can just her. focus on singing, yeah. like she knocks it her out. Voice of her voice is unreal. It's crazy. Every time I see so her perform, I just, it doesn't look like her voice should be coming out of her mouth. That mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? Um, the other thing I wanted to draw attention to was um, Jack Whitehall, who, full disclosure, oh, I, did, I just yeah. hate. Him. Yeah, he's a dick. Um, no but, Jack Whitehall in our list. No, but he um, interviewed Liam Payne
1: and Cheryl Cole. Firstly, it was really cringy. Like,
0: wasn't he asking you about? Because did Liam do a song for Fifty Shades? Yeah, so he did a song of
1: Fifty Shades with Rita Ora. Sure. And uh, (laughs) Jack made some sort of joke about like, "Oh, what's your safe word in the bedroom?" And Cheryl said. Don't stop. This is so grim. Very determined to be like, we're a couple still. Yeah, I was going to say, this in the week where they've been like marred
0: by everyone thinking they're splitting up. Um, But the best thing about that was the fact that there was the table behind them was the table at which Haim was sitting. So good. um, And Esti Haim was very, very drunk. And she was like living her best life, knowing that she was on screen. And she there was a moment where she was like making a phone gesture with her hand. There was like a bit when she was pretending to put
1: on lipstick as well. So good, so funny. But the thing is, like, there up. were so many people. It was getting like a clip of it was getting
0: banded around Twitter, and, and people didn't know who she was. People were
1: referring to her as like a drunk woman. Like, who's the drunk woman in the background? I was like, she's literally like nominated. Well, for she an award she or
0: reposted one of the tweets that had gotten like a lot of um, likes and retweets and stuff, and she was like just living my best life.
1: So good. Did you or see? my truth, yeah. wasn't it, or something? Like, Did you see? Um, yes, I think they put up yesterday when she, when they were on Radio One with Nick Grimshaw, and she left a voicemail for Cheryl Cole. Oh, I haven't watched like, it yet. I knew she'd done Look, it. So I might have been behind you. I wasn't trying to like throw shade like i was just having like a good time there's no beef please call me back and then she was like i want to give you tickets to my show alexandra pa- Alexandra palace she was like call me i'll text you my number like call me and it'll be okay it was really funny oh my gosh, but i so love good. her so much she's my favorite she's the best time
0: she's the best time but i love them all but she's the one she's the best like time. is clearly the most fun so she's
1: having so much fun that was i think that was the highlight of the brit awards for me
0: yeah when i was looking at all the recaps and stuff those are the only things that really interest me were the was, was Kendrick and then Esty being um, very, very wasted. Babe. I just don't really care for the awards so much. I mean, I don't,
1: but I did find it more interesting than, like, quite a few other awards we've had recently. Oh, yeah, but completely.
0: But it's just mainly
1: because the performances were good. I d- full disclosure, I didn't bother watching Justin Timberlake's one, so... Oh, I haven't either. No. We'll come on to that later, yeah. but no, I didn't either.
0: Um, another kind of uh, performance-based... Uh, <laughs> A blunder? Yeah. Is the word. Um, so, Fergie. She, Another highlight of the week. She of, uh, formerly of Black Eyed Peas. Didn't know Fergie was still a thing. Uh, she did that song, was it last year, called um, MILF? Oh, really no. Did no. You know, the video's really that. funny because it's got like oh, Chrissy Teigen and Kim Kardashian, all these other famous mums. It's basically a song about like how you can be an amazing mum and be a business person and also just be like really hot. I don't know, it's a bit problematic, but. It's very catchy. Oh, it makes anyway. me
1: cringe a little bit, but okay. Also, I really Not like... saying that mums aren't hot, but just, I don't it's know. A imbe- it's a bit embarrassing. I really cringe. liked her album. You... What, the Fergie what, yeah, one? Fergielicious Delicious It's really catchy. I used to listen to um, it a lot in the gym.
0: With London Bridge. Yeah. And Glamorous.
1: Glamorous, Glamorous. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, not into it. Oh, okay, fine.
1: <laughs> anyway. I'm so
0: sorry. It's fine. Fergie performed at the um, NBA All Stars game in LA. Um, she gave a very unusual rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Yes. Um, it was weird and jazzy.
1: She just seemed to have gone a well, bit pieced. It was just It was supposed to be quite bluesy or something. Was not it? It was, it? Per- it was it's really sultry, but she like, was like I'm going to channel Marilyn Monroe singing "Happy Birthday." It was weirdly And it, it was awful. You it was sent, absolutely awful. You sent
0: us a text, just like one of our group chats, and I was like, "Have you watched this video yet?" And I was like, "Oh no!" And I,
1: you, you sent me a link to it, and I sat and watched it in the office. Yeah, work. so did I. I was shedding tears in the and office. I was like crying. It was so it's so bad. My. Um, one of my favourite things, I was, <laughs> I read this article by CNN, sorry, yeah, CNN, um, where well, they were just like recapping on it, and I just pulled out this quote, which hasn't really got anything to do with it, but I was like, what? So it says... In 1983, R&B singer Marvin Gaye also performed a very different version of the national anthem at that year's NBA All-Star Game. So obviously, he was just saying that's fine. the only other time where someone's done an someone's alternative done version. Like a weird version. It's gone down in history as possibly the only sexy rendition of the song ever to be televised. I mean, to be honest, if a someone's going someone to do a sexy anthem,
0: rendition of the national anthem, it probably would be Marvin Gaye. Sexy rendition. I'd be fine with that. The
1: only sexy rendition of the. I song. I think the
0: worst part about this the whole situation was that there were so many videos circulating of like the reactions of Did those in of the players and oh my like, God. Jimmy Kimmel was there with his kid and didn't realise and he talked about it on his sh- show last week he basically had to draw attention to the fact that like he we can't ignore pictured. it can you it was just like watching all the players try and not like Must lose their shit but be polite because they knew they were being filmed but the whole situation is very embarrassing so they're just kind of like not looking up you know not looking directly at it Like, just looking down. Like (laughs) Don't look at it. Look away. Yeah, I mean, Fergie Fergie herself has said, I've got what she said as a I feel quite bad. She said, I've always been honoured and proud to perform the national anthem, and last night I wanted to try something special for the NBA. I'm a risk taker, artistically, but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. I love this country and honestly tried my best. The weird? tone, tone deaf. Imagine, like, thinking that her rendition was, like, unpatriotic. That's what I find
1: funny, I think. Yeah, no, I couldn't give a shit about that. Oh my god. My favourite thing was that oh, I just feel really bad because when she was doing it, I think she genuinely thought she knocked it out of the park, and it was so bad. <laughs> There's just a bit. You weird. know when people think they're really, really good. It was like an X Factor audition. It was a like needlessly breathy though. That's what needed need like Simon said. Cowell to come out and be like, no, no, Fergie, that's it. You're it was, done. But
0: it was needlessly breathy. There's nothing sexy <sighs> so... about the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, America, there's nothing sexy about... star Sangle Unless Banner. Marvin Gaye is singing it. No, but... So if you haven't seen those videos, I would desperately suggest you do you have a little... will oh, brighten your weekend Fergie. significantly. She's not having a... Someone's got to be thrown under the bus. I did it think it was Fergie quite funny time. that... Not well, funny, it's actually more depressing than anything thing that her ex-husband, Justy Amell, um had to basically, like, come to her defence. Oh, God. It's like, oh, Fergie. I hope she was just like, I don't give a shit. I thought it was great. My reaction was, like, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ugh. Um another thing where a woman has come under fire for um it's 2018
1: women are still coming under yeah, fire I mean every,
0: I just wanted to talk about this cuz I did think it was interesting. Um Jennifer Lawrence this week was doing press for her new film Red Sparrow. Um just sidebar. Do
1: you care about this film? No, but I am going to see it at the cinema because it's only four ninety nine at the cinema. It's now, the sexy April. spies film. Apparently, yeah. it's based on a book where it's like quite graphic sex. So. Yeah. I mean, I'll go see that for <laughs>
0: for a cheap cinema ticket. So um, Jennifer Lawrence was pictured outside wearing a very revealing Versace dress. She looked banging. she to be fucking fair. amazing. Um, but her co-stars, um, I can't remember who else was there, but Jeremy Irons was one of them. <laughs> Literally, don't care. They were me. they were wrapped up, just wearing like coats, coats and, stuff. and scarves. Um, and many seemed to think this was emblematic of. Kind of the double standards of women. Sexism at work. Well, yeah. I mean, so that a lot of people were like saying how, you know, oh, this is such a prime example of how women are, are subjected to double standards and stuff. But I mean, the, and then Jennifer Lawrence responded to this. And when I saw that picture and I saw the controversy, mm-hmm. my reaction was but maybe she just wanted to wear that dress because it's an amazing it dress looks, and she looks, she looks really banging and so she was probably like I look fit as fuck and I'm amazing. not that well and I will just read Jennifer Lawrence's um, statement because I did think it was very interesting so she said wow I don't really know where to get this get started on this Jennifer Lawrence wearing a revealing dress in the cold controversy this, not, this is not only utterly ridiculous I'm extremely offended that Versace dress was fabulous you think I'm going to cover that gorgeous dress up with a coat and scarf I was outside for five minutes I would have stood in the snow for that dress because I love fashion and that was my choice this is sexist this is ridiculous this is not feminism overreacting about everything someone says or does creating controversy over silly innocuous things such as what i choose to wear or not wear is not moving us forward it's creating silly distractions from real issues get a grip people everything you see me wear is my choice and if i want to be cold that's my choice too that was my reaction yeah that is entirely fair because she looked amazing. And, like, if she's doing press and they had to go outside to take a picture, because it was, like, London skyline behind
1: Oh, them. yeah, you're definitely braver. You, she know, you always looks... go out bra- But, I mean, men and women do that all the time. If you go out, people, like, I mean, not us, because clearly we just, like, wear all the layers just to stay warm. But lots of people go out all the time, like, dressed up, men and women, in, because like, they, fucking shirts like... and dresses and freeze their asses off, because they're like, I look great, I want to show it off. I did think the reaction Fine. to it was, like, so over the top. Yeah, and at no point did I see like
0: for a very long time. Did I see anyone go like? Did anyone just think that she like maybe might have? Has just anyone checked to with Jennifer that?
1: Lawrence? Has anyone like asked if she'd come out like, at the beginning and was like? Yeah, I had to. Like, I was made to. Then fine, but also no. I guess I think waited a little while to. I long. think Should the we thing is, is, what Jennifer Lawrence is taking because she's this?
0: like the female lead in the film. The picture itself is quite jarring because it is literally just like man Bam. in a man in a coat, man in a coat, non. this amazing man. dress, man in a
1: coat. Yeah. So I guess it kind of looks weird, but also like you don't know the context of it. No. She was like, "Oh God!" I, I just must thought, say, it's the first time I've actually agreed with something Jennifer Lawrence has said in a while. Well, right? in a
0: very long time. I was gonna. Yeah, I mean, she's a funny one. I just
1: went off her quite...
0: I don't know how I feel about her because I just wish that she would stop talking a lot of the time. However, this is one thing I back yeah, her on. So. I want
1: to like her. I'm sort of rooting for her, but also... Well, when I... um, Oh, there was that thing she said about Timothy Chalamet this week. What was that? Oh! The no. W- the weird we comment. That? Did I say that? What yeah, did she say? Was it the one about his age? Yeah. So yes. She was waiting a, for, she's going to like hit him up when he's 30.
0: This is a prime example of like, sometimes Jennifer Lawrence says stuff and you find it really, really hard to kind of go, like to agree with her. So um, there was a, a thing that she said that, and I don't actually know where this came from it must have been in the context of like a an interview or something but she said um, this is about Timothy Chalamet it says I didn't realise he was so young Timothy. I'm waiting for him to get a little bit older you know I'm buttering up like, him up like a pig for slaughter and then I'm going to swing in
1: right in there as soon as he's like 30 I mean I'd probably say that to you but <laughs> you I probably wouldn't say if it. I was Jennifer Lawrence I definitely wouldn't say that I was buttering someone up like a pig
0: oh it just sounds tacky so she just, just has this, sounds a bit spit she has this
1: tendency to like say stuff that's just like no 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 also we've had we'll have this discussion again later 23 is perfectly acceptable jennifer She's younger than us yeah perfectly acceptable She's like 27 if i'd go for 23 you can go for i think it's because she has a tendency to date older men so maybe she thinks don't say you're gonna butter him up for
0: her that it's weird but it's not weird anyway no one else gives no one else gives a shit no anyway this is the one thing where i agree with jennifer lawrence um at least we
1: agree that timmy's really handsome
0: yeah, I agree with her on that. Not on the fact that I don't know. Whenever she says other weird stuff, anyway, she does say a lot. Of people weird should stop whinging about this dress. She looked amazing. Yeah, good for her. Um, just quickly. This isn't really news, I just wanted to talk to you about yeah. it. Um, Harry Styles is back in England. Hooray! And he's been pictured out and about. He's been doing
1: so many grand things. He's been doing the rounds, hasn't he? Yeah. So um, he's been at a garden centre. I love that one of his first stops was a garden centre. I mean, it's a peak British garden centres. It's, it's like a, a It's a favoured pastime. Do you have
0: garden centres in America?
1: Or anywhere else, they must do. But I bet they're not like ours. I bet you can't plants? get like tea and scone at a garden centre. In <laughs> garden isn't and that? Center? It's such a thing. Walk around yeah. the water features. Look at the house plants. Go and see the pets. Yeah, have a cup of tea and a scone. Probably maybe like buy a candle or something. Yes, because you always got a home section. Yeah, centre candle. Um, I often can get like chocolate raisins there. <sighs> Tiny potted plants. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Um. Really glad that he went back in there with that. He's clearly been missing the garden center Loves the life. garden center. Um.
0: He was also pictured walking in central London with a buggy with a baby. Yeah. We haven't established whose
1: baby though. Anna Woods. I could don't know who she personal is. Personal friend. Is it personal friend? He just has like many personal friends. He just looked like peak hot dad. Harold loves babies. Um, which just makes him even better. Um, he had a really nice coat on. Um and vans. It was looking very cool. Had all his jewelry on. I'm just so glad he's always wearing that jewelry. He just looked lovely. I like how lovely, lovely man. Oh, I just love him. And he also wore a Kendrick Lamar hoodie the <laughs> yeah, other week which was about that. the other day which was that also picture of him in the street with his yeah he's rocking down. the hair clip again i'm not quite sure about i don't think harold ever really does anything wrong but
0: i think my favorite thing about harry on his off days is how he just looks well normal he does he's... He's, he looks like he's just rolled out of bed and has gone to the like the corner shop oh, buy some I'm cornflakes because so he's got no food at home
1: people trust them with him with their babies as well which i'm just i probably into. trust him with I my non-existent i trust child. him with all yeah. my babies everyone else's babies it seems like
0: a trustworthy person he it is he's immensely Good trustworthy no. we're glad that Harold is we're glad you're rails. back cool um, so that's news done um, what we're currently enjoying and what we're looking forward to um, we've been
1: very busy it's been it's been a busy old as busy old, February, busy old it? February as
0: we were saying this is the time of year where we usually end up catching up with a lot of um, of the big releases which haven't yet come out here in oh, the God, UK so many yeah um, and a lot of them are Oscar kind of uh baity Contenders, bits yeah. as well. So I thought we kind of go we have actually seen four of the main big things, haven't we? Yeah. So, so we're gonna try and not go on forever about all of them. No, we'll do succinct um
1: reviews. So we're we'll very s- good at succinct, April.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing people do say about it. Put that broadcast. on my C V succinct. They're so succinct. Um so we saw uh, Phantom thread. We did. Um director Paul Thomas Anderson's eighth film and his second collaboration with Daniel mm. Day Lewis, who he obviously worked with on There Will Be Blood. Um it's sort of billed as being Daniel Day-Lewis's last film before song he retires yes. as well. Um, the film itself is set in 1950s London, um, follows the story of famed dressmaker Reynolds Woodcock, who lives with his sister and business partner um, Cyril, who's played by Leslie Manville. Love Cyril. Um, on a kind of uh, escape from the city, he visits a seaside hotel where he falls in love with a young waitress called Alma. He's played by um, Vicky Creeps. Um, and sort of the film itself kind of sort of charts the couple's relationship as it shifts between sort of extreme affection and Mm. then massive distance as they kind of learn to kind of um live with each other's differences Mm -hmm. um this amazing score by johnny greenwood he's a frequent beautiful school and collaborator and he's also
1: famed for being in radiohead um what did you think um, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. Um, I've been talking to people at work about it, actually, as they've sort of caught up with it, and it's really split opinions. So oh, some really? people really didn't enjoy it at work. Sure. I did enjoy it. I just didn't love it. Um, I thought the soundtrack was amazing. I thought that was great. Mm. I thought uh, I thought it looked gorgeous.
0: Yeah, it's very... I mean, I, I, I think the difficulty with this film for me... Is to be is to be in any way objective. Um, Paul yes. Thomas Anderson is one of my favorite directors. Yes, you're a big fan. Right? I just, um, all of his films are just rate highly for me. Mm. Um, and I I really 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 liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of those films where when I read about it beforehand, I was a bit like, mm, maybe I won't mm. be into this as much as I thought I would. I definitely but,
1: felt. Captivated by it at the time, and I liked that I wasn't really sure it was growing kind of more sinister and I wasn't sure where it was going. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that it had like sort of Hitchcocky vibes. Yeah, um,
0: well, I I think I can't remember if I said to you afterwards, but it reminded me a lot of Rebecca. Yeah, definitely,
1: because um, that kind of
0: there's, and I think there's got a lot of it's very claustrophobic so a lot of it's set Mm. in this one house that um reynolds and cyril and then later alma live in and they Mm -hmm. also it's where their dressmaking studio is as Mm -hmm. well so it's all contained in this one house and then there's another house that's Mm -hmm. in the countryside so it's very these two much these two locations it's a very intense film isn't it yeah i think it has Mm. got a lot to say about kind of cohabitation and sort of personal boundaries and what happens when you kind of take on someone else's life as part of your own um especially in relationships that's what got me thinking about a lot um and there's also kind of interesting stuff about the kind of parent-child relationships because there's some weird freudian shit going on there yeah absolutely there's this sort of so it is just reynolds and his sister but Mm. um there's the looming presence of the ghost of yeah um and i read a um interview on the cut which was a. an interview with a psychotherapist where they'd asked oh, them to look at the relationship between Reynolds and Alma mm. and also just generally about the film. And they were talking a lot about actually how the impact of kind of a child's first relationship with their parent, especially relationships between boys and their mothers yeah and how that can have a, like, mm. a long-term impact on how they kind of navigate their own relationships yeah. so especially at that time as well um we don't know a lot about reynolds's background but if you think about the fact that it's 1950s london it's post-war yeah
1: and he he's, seems very affected by it but it seems like it also happened quite a while ago yeah and so. he's
0: he's in like a profession as well which is sort of often considered to be quite Feminine. feminine, yeah, um, and he's living in a house full of women essentially. Um, there's a lot to do with manipulation as mm. well, um, a lot to do with kind of the world kind of moving on, and mm. he was kind of stuck. Yeah, because there's a part where he sort hes of, being left behind. Essentially, he sort of falls out of favor with the elite mm. as being their go-to dressmaker because they're obviously new. His dresses weren't that nice. No, but they're very—they're very of that time. Yeah, they weren't that nice. But they though. wouldn't. But that's the type of thing where the style moves on so quickly. Yeah, and so he would was get like, left. Behind. No, they wouldn't cut it. No, they're um, like they're you know nah. fine. There was also in that interview with the the psychotherapist, which I will link to because it was very interesting. There was talking about how sort of the poisoning aspect. Um, it's a bit like bdsm yeah yeah it becomes this Ooh. weird kind of thing they both get it's a real on. like
1: power play thing isn't yeah. it? like i don't want to ruin it by saying what happens but yeah like the yeah you're right there is there's power play throughout a lot of it but in particular with the and that's kind of the direction you don't know where it's going to go because alma point. wants
0: to mother him but yes. then
1: is is isn't able to but then he also sort of quite likes
0: that and she talks about how he has these really kind of like low periods after he's had a big high period of working and And they become very much addicted to that don't they yeah it's that kind of um um, the kind of compulsive nature of 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 success i suppose and also there's there's kind of a lot to be said of that kind of theme in a lot of poor thomas anderson's Mm, films actually um i've listened to a couple of interviews with him since seeing the film there's a really great one between him and adam buxton Mm. um where they kind of talk about that um and also if you compare it to the other film that he did with daniel day lewis there will mm. be blood there's that kind of daniel day lewis played um a kind of oil mm-hmm. baron in that mm-hmm. and again there's that kind of yeah, heat. his role in that film was about someone that was kind of consumed by power and always wanted to be successful and be on top and yeah. didn't really you know would do whatever he could to kind of crush his opponents mm. so um I think it's very much like a kind of a PTA trope, but I really, yeah. I really, really liked it. It was good. Gl- I enjoyed it. It's good to sort of finally see. It It does look amazing. Yeah,
1: it's not my like awards season favorite. But... No, but I can understand. I mean, I can understand why people have kind mm-hmm. of have taken
0: it um, to it so much. I'm also on the awards season front um
1: we saw the shape of water we did finally saw the shape of water um directed by del toro starring sally hawkins michael shannon richard jenkins doug jones um sort of a fairy fairy tale for adults which is what del toro does very well so well very much throws back to kind of the feeling that i had when i first saw pan's labyrinth yes um i don't think it quite touches pan's labyrinth in terms of I think that's always going no, to we be did. Del Toro's best. We did talk
0: about it, didn't we? About how actually I don't. I think that the thing with Pan's Labyrinth is that it's such a high water It's film. pretty
1: untouchable. I it's think just one of the best films I, I do think it's going there. to be
0: always one of those films that like he's never going to be able to reach the no. heights of. But this felt like a return to form. I think it came
1: pretty I mean. high, though. Yeah, it was yeah. a return to form. The last few Del Toro films haven't been... Um, I think the last one I saw was... Crimson Peak? Was, was been Crimson yeah, Peer, I mean, I enjoyed Crimson Peak. I didn't love it. Um, and he did. Uh, Don't be afraid of the dark, which I kind of wasn't really into. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, yeah, as you say, I thought this was a return to form. It follows uh, a night cleaner called Elisa, who she's mute. Um, she works at a high security government lab um, at night, and she uh, comes across a mysterious creature from South America that lives in a water tank. Asset. Um, yes, um It, yeah, it. It looked amazing. Um, I thought it sounded amazing and it very much... It was, I don't know, I just totally... It was so... It was, was what I wanted from Adele Toro It was really, really, sure.
0: really magical. It was like a kind of a... a it a, is a fairy tale for adults. A fairy adults, tale yeah. for adults. I mean, I thought it was really interesting because it's set in um, 1960s mm. Cold War era America. Um, in, in you very bon- much got that feeling as yeah, well. Yeah, and I you? quite liked that as well because it's that kind of, that period of time where it. there was a lot of suspicion um, outside of the US but also within the US that mm. everyone, you know, was suspected as... There could be, like, a spark Yeah, so the it's corner, like, like, like really Russian su- yeah. sort of...
1: Just, just a whole, like, atmosphere of suspicion. And so much
0: of this, is, as well, is to do with the space race. Yeah. You know, which, again, is that rivalry between the States and, and Russia. I just thought it had some really great performances. I mean, I
1: I could wax lyrical about Ma- Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Like, Who I've discovered, I fancy. So uh, I've joined that
0: club. I'm so glad. I I'm fancy relieved. Michael
1: Shannon so much.
0: So I, I just love him so much. And... Um, I don't make He's any super sexy. I make no shame from? in talking about how much I fancy Michael Shannon. Yeah, but I was so relieved thing. when afterwards you were like, Oh it, fucking hell?" He looks good in a suit.
1: He looks so. He is so in a suit. tall, and I like how intimidating he is. I'm kind of into that. Booming. Yeah. There's this arrogance about He's him. He's very arrogant. Doesn't fuck I'm around. Super into that. Um, could have done without the weird sex scene though. That was a bit weird. I mean, I thought there was going to be more fish sex. Oh no, you're not talking about fish sex. No, you're talking the about the Michael, Michael Shannon wife. But the fish fish sex also got a bit. of and bum but yeah um the fish sex specifically that's at the forefront of my there was,
0: mind there was a point though after so when she, i mean this is spoiler filled so but it came out in the states last year so fine. spoils um, spoils there was the part where i think i leaned across to you and i was like i don't think i can watch them have sex
1: i what bothered me most is when they fill up that bathroom i was like look oh my a god all like Um, Spending disbelief here. Yeah, abandoning all suspense of disbelief. Like, you can't fill a bathroom like that just by putting a towel down. It was way too easy. Look, I don't care if you're a fish man, but it's just not going to happen. There's no way you can fill the entire room. That's for sure. That's mad. You'd maybe make a paddling pool. Yeah. It would just but be not, damp floor. Yeah. I mean, you'd it did damp like, floor, it, and you'd have woodwork it, <laughs> problems for the rest of your life.
0: I did. Also, I liked as well that for someone who likes watching films about the movies, I liked the the element of um, so they live above oh, a film theater. So much, yeah, and one of the ways that um, Giles, he's played by Richard Jenkins, um, he's Elisa's next door neighbor, and and Lisa Bond is over watching and TV that's together. Their kind of escapism. It's isn't that it? form of escapism, and I did like the fact that beautiful that, black that and white movies kept coming up. I mean, I just it was it was. I I enjoyed it a lot more. I'd been really sceptical because it was getting so many accolades and there was Mm -hmm. such a lot of hype for it. Mm -hmm. I was a bit like, I really hope this is good because if we go and Mm -hmm. see it and I come out and I'm like, that's shit. I'm going to be really disappointed. But I just
1: was captivated by it. Yeah, it it shared the kind of we were talking about the fairy tale for adults. It was very charming, very romantic, but also had some really strikingly violent moments. That oh, and I did, again are so typical. of films I did like, like that. Yeah, Prince.
0: the contrast between you— one minute you'd sort of be captivated by how magical it was, and this little things, you know, a it, lot of fingers, real finger, real <laughs> film of escapism, and all of a sudden there would be like something, something that I can't watch on screen, of, real bursts of violence, Meaning, I mean, I think it has a lot of interesting things to say about you know outsiders versus kind of authority in those in charge. Mm. Um it was nice to see Michael Stahlberg as yeah. well, after singing yeah. McCoy by Own Name. Um also
1: um Doug Jones. Doug, yeah, I was about to say He's Doug, so underrated. For someone who um basically you never see his face in anything that he does. He's always like the standout performer in so many he's like a body contortionist as well as so an So much of actor. his performance
0: is just about what he can do with his body and his movement. It's like a dance it's almost like yeah, a Yeah, It is
1: and he's I mean, he was obviously he. Yeah, he was the asset here. He's Abe in Hellboy, which um, there's obviously been lots of conspiracies around that and the relationship between the. Yeah, I film read a lot of that. And afterwards. Abe in Hellboy, um, I love Abe in Hellboy. He's great. Uh, he was the Pale Man in Pans Labyrinth. He's Commander Saru in Star Trek Discovery, which we've been watching oh, I at the didn't moment. That. He is yeah, and I knew off the bat as soon as I saw him, I was like, that's got to be Doug Jones. He's also Billy in Hocus Pocus.
0: Oh, he is, isn't he? Amazing! Oh, I love Billy. He he's
1: fantastic. He
0: also um, plays. He's in Buffy, isn't he? Yes, of he the, is in um, Buffy.
1: The Gentleman. Yes. He's one of the. Oh, Again, wh- you just you just know when it's him. No, I did not like. They're also all great roles that don't involve. I also think speaking, it's like a certain person. type
0: of person who knows who Doug Jones is and is, in, and is obsessed with them. I remember I said to you about how like I'd seen club. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we follow a lot of the girls who are in Kat Von D's like yeah. artistry collection, yeah. and they'd met him at like some sort of like makeup, like special effects con. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh my god, it's so Jones!" And I was like, "Yeah, that's you'd be stoked, what like. Like, wouldn't you'd be you?" Be so. Stoked. He's so
1: many. He's played so many memorable for someone characters. who rarely
0: speaks in roles. He yeah. does a lot with his body that just conveys so much emotion. So yeah. like, for
1: a man who's covered in prosthetics, you <laughs> right. always know who he, you is. Know who who he like, is. That's him.
0: That's Doug Jones. I mean, I, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I know it has been plagued recently with some controversy about mm-hmm. plagiarism. Um, I haven't read too much. into I actually. have deliberately
1: avoided it, which, judge me for it if you will i don't care yeah i just didn't want to take away from a lot of it come
0: about actually before we saw it so i think that's why i've been avoiding it Mm because i didn't want to go into it already already feeling a little bit skeptical like i said and then with that added baggage on top i just wanted to avoid it but um yeah i really enjoyed it it was it is weird to me that incredibly
1: uplifting despite being quite dark in places yeah he always does that very well it is
0: strange to me that that's like, an Oscar frontrunner this year, though. Isn't that mad? Well, again, it's, that's very unusual.
1: Isn't that mad that a film about... It's not a historical drama A about, lady having sex with yeah, a fish? Yeah, it's a, essentially... There's a lot of mermaid and fish stuff going on in pop culture at the moment. There's a lot of books. We're discussing oh, it as so work. There's loads of books about mermaids. So, home. um... Someone I work with
0: did ask me about the film. Actually, responded, was like, Can you let me know what you think about the fish romance film? And then he detached a picture of Splash, which is the Tom Hanks, <laughs> yeah, Hannah f- Mermaid film. And I was Simon like, at fuck. work, and there out. were a couple of occasions when we were watching it, and I was like, God, this reminds me of Splash. <laughs> oh, I just really
1: want to watch Splash. you just going to go home and watch Splash. That wasn't the issue. I was a, Have
0: you seen, you seen Splash? I have seen Splash. I was obsessed with Splash when I was a kid. Were you? Yeah, I
1: don't think I was. But... I
0: love Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. This is another issue. Yeah,
1: because you love Tom Hanks. I'm like, warm towards Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks is lovely. Well, This came up at work as well. I was on. I was on. People saying they don't like Tom Hanks. Yeah, I was on Tom Hanks Island on my own. Does anyone do people actually not like? I feel like that's like a a a crime against humanity. A lot of people I work with don't like Tom Hanks. How could you not like Tom Hanks? Like, I don't love him, but I I'm I feel very warm towards him. I can't imagine not liking Tom Hanks. So this is what has he ever done? This is like
0: an admission that I think I think about a lot. Actually, is about what will happen when Tom Hanks dies because I think I'm gonna be devastated.
1: Is it? Is it like your? David Atalborough yeah it's like
0: I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I have to take a day off in the morning I'm
1: gonna be so upset official Tom Hanks memorial yeah
0: day. guys I'm sorry I can't come to work I'm, I'm, he's Tom not gonna Hanks die he's dead. gonna live forever he's not that old yet so it's no fine. he's not he's doing fine everyone he's healthy he's anyway
1: fine. watch The Shape
0: of Water and then watch Splash Right, Phil. Um, uh, another thing that we saw this time last week was we went to see Black oh, it's been Panther. Busy old time hasn't it? Week went to see Black Panther. Finally, it's film number eighteen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, it's the sixth film in the third phase of you the MCU. You did your research. I did. It's because um, quick sidebar. I made one. Tom watch Captain America yesterday. Yeah, and I was trying to explain to him like where it, it comes. Fits. And I noticed that in the Avengers, they keep referring to Phase Two. And I was like, God, it's really sad that they were even talking about it in oh, the film, the phases. Yeah. Anyway, Black Panther. Um, That's It's directed by Ryan Coogler. It's his third film. Um, It's his sef- uh, third collaboration with Michael B. Jordan as well. Um, Ryan Coogler directed Fruitvale Station, Creed, and then obviously Black Panther. Um, It's got an amazing cast. I will just rattle through Wonderful these names. Wonderful cast. Go for it. it. So we've got Chadwick Boseman as Ch- T'Challa as the Black Panther, uh, Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, um, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, um, Daniel Kaluuya as the cast. Angela Bassett as Ramonda um who's the queen. What um as Whitaker as Zuri, who's the elder and the spiritual figure. Mm-hmm. Um Letitia Wright as Shuri, Denai Guerrera um as Akoyu, who's the general of the Dora Milaje. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know? I just want to show off because I've thought about how to pronounce it all.
1: You've done really well. I'm very impressed. Uh, Martin
0: Freeman as Everett <laughs> Ross, as Bill Baggins. <laughs> as Oliver
1: Baggins. Andy
0: Serkis as, as Lucy Gollum.
1: Um, they were essentially the same characters. <laughs> and Winston Duke as M'Baku. Um, it's amazing. It was brilliant. Loved it. Um, I for I mean, actually, we've spoken about Marvel quite a lot for two people who aren't that fussed about Marvel. But um, is of the Marvel films that I've bothered to see. Is up there? Yeah, completely. I yeah, mean, I my fave.
0: so I, I've got no real investment in anything to do with Marvel. Like, I will watch some of the films. Yeah. as discussed before, I'll happily watch. Thor yeah. I really like Captain America, but you can't convince me to go. And but see the Ant-Man. entire universe, I'm not. If you've not seen that man, no. Oh, it's good though. I know everyone said All it good. Rad. I just can't be asked. Okay, fine. Um, but I'm just not. I don't care. I've got no interest in not no interest, but I've got no real knowledge of like the the comic history or anything like, like that. Like, Iron
1: Man seen half of them. Yeah, not haven't seen any of them, not first Um,
0: I did when they announced they were bringing back um Black Panther in print. I did buy a couple of the issues of the oh, comic because um it was tanahisi Coates. Oh okay. Did some of the writing for it, and I was like, oh, sick. I should probably read some of these, and they were pretty cool. Um, but apart from that, was not that fast in no. the history of it. But I was really hyped to see this. I really like Ryan Coogler's work. Yeah. Um, Freakville Station is an amazing film. Um and it was just really exciting to sort of see that this was coming out um and yeah it was just fucking sick it was, it was so great good. it was um just that i class. mean i
1: fancy everyone in it
0: the Honestly, cast is un- everyone unreal. is
1: amazing just a real like smorgasbord of bass. yeah lovely youtube video binge watch afterwards of various we did the covers. same so thing as so lovely well. yeah so lovely um just uh like the themes you know it's such a it's obviously such a break away from kind of some of those other Marvel films and kind of expectations of what blockbusters are. I
0: I think why I um, liked it so much is that it, you know, that it's part of the MCU, um, but universe, yeah, you could yeah, yeah. watch
1: it as its own standalone Definitely. film. And I think
0: that you would cope.
1: Yes. Um, Definitely. I think there's things you don't necessarily need to know. I enjoyed that the fact that it was a fairly simple story, as in there wasn't like six different strands that I had to keep up with, That I, which is something that I find really hard in the Marvel films. Like the last Thor film, I really enjoyed. As you know, I loved it. But the story, I did struggle with a bit yeah. because it was like, you have well, to visit this planet to get this thing before you can even do this other thing. So and I find that really hard. When we watched Captain America
0: last night, um, I'd forgotten about the whole Tesseract thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then we went we finished it and then we started watching the avengers afterwards and like so much of that was about it's like the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. we have to get this thing from this yep. person because this is going to happen but then this but we thing, have and, to stop off
1: here in order yeah, to do yeah it's, and, and, and meanwhile just, this is happening and there's
0: no there's no real investment in no. what's happening but i felt like with black panther you understand the motives of 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 T'Challa as Black Panther himself, and also no, um, simple but important motives. As, and also yeah. Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger You understand, yeah. and I, I sort of invested and also empathize yes. in his motives. You and you I was saying like, before,
1: like Loki and about like the only kind of two yeah
0: i don't i just villains
1: that you get that with you because they're not really villains right no not at all you empathize
0: with their motives and there seems to be like actual like historical basis for. i mean i think the very three-dimensional there is so much amazing writing out there about it and i'll definitely when i do our um tumblr roundup i'll link to a bunch Mm. of stuff i mean i've spent all week reading about it Mm. um, and there are some amazing pieces there was a piece in the new york times and a piece in the new yorker in particular those are the two standout ones for Mm -hmm. me um you know it has a lot to say about like african um diaspora and colonialism and sort of the notion i guess of what it means to be african versus african-american yes um and also kind of um Wakanda is being a concealed nation Yes. which is sort of perceived as being this like under-resourced yeah, like place a which country. is like agricultural and textile over its sole exports when actually it's like this it's like the most the technologically, technologically advanced France, place yeah. in the universe um because of how it's the got the irony that they the access mean, to yeah. vibranium but from an outside perspective everyone just thinks it's this poor african cultural yeah. um country um you know, and the fact that the country itself chooses to conceal itself for that reason so it doesn't fall mm-hmm. victim to kind of colonialism mm. and and imposition from outside forces. Yeah. I mean...
1: There was a lot of talk of sort of immigration and, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, actually, so, you know, should Wakanda be doing more for the rest of the continent? Yeah. You know, actually, what would have happened if you know, slavery did Should didn't you be happen? letting the outside world in? Yeah, you know, yeah. should Wakanda have kind of intervened? Do you look after yourselves? Yeah, yeah. and I just, oh, I was really overwhelmed by it. I really just you know, like all things, it's not without its flaws, I'm sure. No. Um, and yeah. in some of the articles I've read, there have been things that I've kind of agreed with um, about various aspects of it. But it's just the, the performances, the cast, it just it was amazing. Mm. It was really, really amazing. The
1: one, the only thing that I remember saying to you afterwards, like the only thing that didn't quite work for me was Martin Freeman. Um mm. I just sort of didn't I mean obviously I understand what his place was in that film but I kind of didn't give a shit and when he was just sort of tagging along for stuff.
0: No, that it was It was a bit.
1: That was quite, He was literally Bilbo Baggins in some of those scenes like he was, he was the just, guy that was just pleased to be there.
0: I mean there is like, definitely a contrast between um Martin Freeman's role as um the CIA agent and also and and Andy, Serkis. Andy Serkis. Cuz at least with Ulysses *Claw*, you kind of understand that what he's doing yes, and how he's working with Killmonger, mm-hmm. but then also like not, not. not really. Yeah. Um but with Everett Ross it was a bit that, I mean I think I think that feels a little bit like it's being set up to kind of be involved in in other MCU films. That's and kind I of what know, it's for, isn't it? And I know that obviously Everett Ross's connection to and him knowing to Charla. Yeah. Um that's got like mm-hmm. comic book basis outside of Wakanda so I understand that. It's like you understand it, but I still didn't give a shit. No, I didn't care about I didn't any care what it was doing. The There's a part where he sort of ends up getting involved a bit towards the end and you're just a bit like, this feels like a... I didn't
1: feel, like, exhilarated that he was getting involved no, or, like, getting like... his moment to, like, help them. I, I guess, was like, I just yeah, I mean, I felt
0: it. a bit like, I guess he's not just standing around. I mean, I just... Yeah, Another... could have just
1: been standing around being helpless, but... Another
0: thing I liked as well is that so many of the strongest characters um, were women. Were women! There was Look the, the, the parts with um, Akai and Nakia... Um, so good which is amazing I like that the women are in charge they don't tolerate any shit from the no, men I they're I like
1: think, proper he was amazing. hard asses they're yeah, yeah. like the security forces for the country and, there. and also like
0: and, and Shuri as well as being this kind of like technological scientist wizard who's you actually like basically developed this entire city yeah who also is like probably like 10 times the genius that like uh, Tony Stark and like 20 years be, younger right yeah. like I'm oh. just very cool about it yeah I'm, she was great i really really liked it i'm really um int- michael b jordan oh yeah so you can't not so talk- uh, so would you like to regale
1: what your um what wesley brown said to you after we saw it wesley brown said i noticed every time michael b jordan went on the screen that you and april just like made a noise and like lunged for each other just listeners like, well, we did what do you want me to do he is so hot. He's, that's like peak him as well. And like, he's pretty much peak constantly. So he's I remember in, in the build up when this was being oh
0: filmed, God. when some of the early pictures came out, I remember being like, fuck me. His like, face, his hair, his body. There's the part, it, oh, this is not a spoiler because it's it's in the trailers, I think and stuff, but there's a part at the beginning where he's in a museum and he's in wearing- In a denim
1: jacket. A denim shearling jacket. Looking
0: hipster as fuck. And
1: I just haven't stopped thinking about no, him. I, haven't I just fantasise him about him constantly now. Cause he's just so, handsome. So did you have any feelings towards Michael B. Jordan in advance of this? Yes, all? but not like, as in, like I can look at Michael B. Jordan and be like, he's a handsome man, but not like this is like I hate. have no attachment in this way. No. And now I just like I need to watch Creed and everything. We should watch Creed ever that he's ever been in. I should also, watch Creed because it's got Tessa Thompson. I think in we as should well, just, so it's just be like double his, double whammy. I just like. <laughs> i can see him staying with me now his social media output is peak also he's a complete geek he's a complete nerd he loves loves sweaters he loves anime yeah i mean not here for that but we
0: can we can knock that out those sweaters we had a conversation yesterday about um his sweater wearing and how it's just a lot he's just so broad he's really broad he's just so handsome Definitely, recommend um, Black Panther to everyone, not just people who are desperately thirsty for. for but also that.
1: But also that. It's because great. Actually, there's so many people to be thirsty about in that. It's film. a great
0: watch because it's a great film, and also just because it will satisfy it's you just on like a eye candy basis, eye candy level, a thirst level. Um, And finally, um, we got back this
1: morning from seeing Lady Bird. Yes. Finally. We have (laughs) finally finally got to see Lady Bird this morning. Oh, my God. And we've come home to talk about it straight away.
0: the, The thing with Lady Bird is that originally we thought it was out last weekend so we're yeah. recording this on the 25th of feb and we thought it was out last weekend but they did a weird staggering here they did like it's been utter bullshit oh my god london got it last weekend and i had to have this excruciating wait so just wait i just feel like of all the films to to have come out last year. Lady Bird was like the one thing. that I feel I like, was, like we're the very last people to see. I feel it. like I'm the last person on earth that's seen this film. So if you don't know um, anything about Lady Bird, it's the directorial debut from Greta Gerwig. Um, it stars Saoirse Ronan and Laurie Metcalf, Tor- uh, Tracy Letts, Lucas Hedges, Timothy Chalamet, and Beanie Feldstein. Timothee, Timothee, and Beanie Feldstein. Who's Jonah Hill's sister? As I told you earlier. Yeah, random trivia there. Um, It's a coming-of-age story set in Sacramento, CA. Um, It's heavily uh, influenced by Greta Gerwig's own upbringing. She herself is from Sacramento, California. Mm. Um, If you've seen Frances Ha, which is a film that she Mm -hmm. um, co-wrote with her partner, um, Noah Baumbach, um, there's a section of that where Frances goes back to her own house. Um, hometown which is sacramento ca and the parents that are in uh, francis hara are greta gerwig's own parents Aww. so it's kind of this ode to where she grew up and her experiences of being stuck in a city that she didn't really feel um encapsulated anything of what she wanted to do and how she wanted to escape mm. um
1: i really liked it yeah i mean this has been hyped to like quite the crescendo because we've waited so long. There's been so much talk about it that we haven't been able to access um, and haven't wanted to read because we hadn't seen it yet. So I feel like we went in with like really high expectations. I have heard that some people have commented that it hasn't met the hype. Um, For me, it did. It did for me as well. And I've been really... I've been really, it. really, really apprehensive about seeing it because I I
0: love Greta Gerwig so much. April's wearing a Greta Gerwig t-shirt right I am now. I'm wearing a Greta Gerwig t-shirt today. It says Greta Gerwig. And it's also the limited edition Lady Bird version of this t-shirt. Yeah. Because I'm that cool. I love her so much. And I when I heard that she was finally directing her own film mm-hmm. and not kind of working with other people, I was just majorly pumped. And then when I saw, read the synopsis of the film pays off and saw the cast, I was like so, so psyched on it.
1: Um, so going in, I was like, "Fuck! If this, if I hate this, I'm just gonna have to like."
0: Re-. I feel like that was
1: always gonna be unlikely. It was, but it was gonna I be feel completely. like it could have fallen short when you hype stuff up this much. Yeah, in your own head, it can fail to meet those expectations
0: completely. Well. And I just loved it so much. I just feel like so it's set in 2000, it's 2002, 2003. 2002, yeah. So it's early 2000s. It's a complete period piece. It that, is. It's so that set awkward in that awkward period of time where like it's that period of time isn't like retro yet. No, and it's like outside of the '90s, but it's not cool. It's not a cool yeah. period of time. But it's a period of time that we
1: both remember.
0: No, and what I really like about it as well is that I do think because it's set in Sacramento, it's kind of like a city that's not. It's like a not not. I mean, state capital, but it's not a yeah. big city. It's not. a big Whereas, city. if you think about the fact, I mean, so much of the film itself is talking about. Um, so Chris, Christine, who's Ladybird, wants mm-hmm. to move outside of Sacramento. She wants to move to the East Coast where she says the culture is. And it's interesting if you think about that period of time on the East Coast. Yeah. Um I'll mention it again for the fifty millionth time, but the book I read recently, Meet Me in the Bathroom yeah. by Lizzie Goodman. That if you think about what was happening in New York in that yeah, time, yeah, yeah. it's like the explosion of like music, like the strokes, yeah, Interpol, yeah. all of that stuff. There's this been like real post nine eleven cultural revival yeah. in in New York, but somewhere like Sacramento is still just like, it's very much, there's nothing happening. And she wants to get there and she wants to experience that. And I just think for me, it captured so much of that period of time of when you are a, a, a late teen and you are thinking about what you want to do with your life, yeah. and where you want to be, and what you want to do, and whether or not actually where the place where you live is holding you back, or whether your friends are holding you back, and you think yeah. that, you know, so you know, so Lady Bird kind of has her best friend Jules, mm-hmm. but then she also gets friendly with some other people,
1: yeah, and it it's kind of all, neglects those original friendships. It is that kind of um, perfect encapsulation of like what it was like at that age in that time coming of age story that I think all of the aspects are really relatable like even if they're you know school your relationship with your mother your relationship with your siblings uh, your relationship with boys in particular um like you said your relationship with your kind of best friends and i think there are times where you take advantage of them because you're yeah well, you just don't
0: think no do you? you don't think
1: you don't think about your own kind of selfishness in some of those moments and
0: so much of that those actions in ladybird are also just tied into her relationships with boys so she has kind of two there's danny and there's kyle um danny played by lucas hedges and then kyle by mm-hmm. played by um timothy chalamet um, she kind of starts seeing Danny and then stops and then gets involved with Kyle, and then with mm. that comes sort of like the cool
1: people yes. of, of her Catholic school. Um, so she sort of ditches They're very her much friends. like pure obsessions at the time, aren't they? Like, yeah, you like have how- the name
0: on the wall. I like think it's. So much of what I liked about Lady Bird is it just shows you when you're of that age, everything's all consuming. You just Mm -hmm. get really wrapped up Mm -hmm. in in this thing that you think is just so important to you. But actually, if you step outside, and life
1: changing, and it's all about you in that moment.
0: Yeah, and if but actually, if you think about what's going on around you, you know what your parents are going through, what everyone Mm. else is going through. You just don't. You're just not thinking about it because what what's happening to you at that time is the most important Mm -hmm. thing in the entire world. Mm Um, the the thing that got me a lot, and I know that I'm going to be thinking about a lot, is her relationship with her mom. Yes, of course. And I know that you have a really close relationship yes. with your mum in the same way that I have an exceptionally do, yeah. close relationship with my mom. And I think the thing that I just I'm not, I know I'm going to be thinking about for ages is just that way that you, when you're so similar yes. to your parent, and you clash you can and you clash and you clash so and you easily know it's because Constantly. they've got their best they've got your best mm-hmm. intentions at heart, but it doesn't stop it from sometimes feeling like they're just riding you for yeah. for you know it can kick off within five just minutes. It kicks off so yeah. much, but then I, there was that brilliant scene. It's not a spoiler. But there's a scene where they're in a Spoiling. thrift store together. Oh yeah, it's in the trailer. And they're, so. and they're swiping and they're swiping, and then her mum picks up this dress, and then it she just immediately cuts stops, and stops. Changes that you know she time. stops having a go. They stop having a go at each other, but because they're like, oh yeah, know, that's a really nice. And I just think like mm. that. God, that reminds me so much of like how it is mm. with my mum sometimes, where you can just be like getting really annoyed with each other, and then you actually like just quickly changes it just and you're
1: fine again. Something yeah makes you forget. I thought it was really. I wasn't expecting her kind of ladybird's relationship with religion. I didn't expect that to yeah. be such a prominent. I mean, obviously, I knew it was going to be a theme because she's in a Catholic school, but um, yeah, she had quite a back and forth. Uh, she's not just fully uh, I don't know you kind of expect from the way that she dresses and the way that she acts that she's getting, like you know forcibly rebelling away from yeah. Catholicism in her school but I don't think it is not that clear cut and she's no. got very much a back and forth relationship I think with there's her.
0: a there's a part where she um, towards the end of the film where she um is in New York and she um, she goes to That's like a safe space. She isn't goes it? To, and I think it's because it reminds her so much of home yeah. and there's the part where she talks about driving around Sacramento on her own for the first time because she's finally mm. passed her driver's test and she talks about you know the feeling of driving mm. around somewhere for the first time and then there's a conversation she has previous to that with um one of the nuns that runs the school the catholic school that she goes to and her nun says that she's read her, her nun <laughs> her, the nun has said that she's read her um college application yes essay and she talks about how she's written it's about basically sacramento. an ode to yeah and then so. she's like oh yeah and, and i think it's you know realizing how important home is to you and mm-hmm. actually all
1: you want to be all you want to do is get out. You spend your entire teenage years talking about how much you fucking hate it when you leave. And then the second you leave, you're just like, this strange place that I've aspired to is not home. Yeah, and I think and that that for me is what, with the her going into the church, that's like, because it just reminds, reminds her, of, her of home. It's, it's a familiar, safe space. It's and a safe it's, space. Yeah. And it's something she knows and understands. we discussed
0: Timmy? So this is the thing as well, is that um, <laughs> when... When the casting for this was announced, um, Timothy Chalamet wasn't necessarily on my radar particularly, because um, this is, is he on your radar now? It's like a pre *Call Me by Your Name*. Do you, wo- you remember when we existed before <laughs> was, *Call Me
1: by Your Name*? What was like? Barely, like I don't my Name? I don't remember.
0: So the first time you see Kyle is—is um, is it at the <sighs> show? Sank- um, yes, it's when he's playing a gig. He, so they they get stoned and they go to this his gig. Little, and he's in this like indie band. band. And he's playing the bass. And, and then he's just, in the
1: coffee shop. He's got dreamy hair. He's got and dreamy she flippy starts, hair. And then she gets a
0: job at a coffee shop and and he's outside and he's reading... He's extremely serious. He's reading the Howardson United States history book, which is very like of the time. Because he's a wanker. It's very of the time and of a person. And he's outside smoking. I
1: mean, the thing is that he's a complete knobhead Kyle is awful he's insufferable yeah. and he's the person at school that you would have been absolutely besotted with because he's cool and as and completely aspired to in every way but you know he's actually a massive dickhead and really boring yeah really horrible he that when they're
0: talking about cell phones when he's like you don't have a cell phone and she's like no because this is 2002 no one has a cell phone yeah um and he's like that's really good he's like oh that's really cool really patronizing Um, i i i know the girl i know that girl (sighs) (laughs) i know that i'm gonna be saying hella tight for hella tight between now just really deadpan as well that's hella tight tight. um also i'm gonna try and exist on bartering alone yes that's gonna be a thing now i haven't lied in two almost two years haven't yeah he's kept count like i don't lie I'm tired. I, in like I haven't lied i haven't lied almost
1: two years that's you just know that's t- there there's that's, that's such the type of person peak dickhead and yet completely and utterly like i would be he's the cool kid he's kid. Oh to cool love him kid. so much i just love and i'm really glad that actual timothy chalamet is 23 and not any younger because i feel like as a 28 year old that's acceptable he's so cute um i just fancy him so much i'm sorry i know we don't apologize to you me. know i mean he's cute and adorable as well but i also like, i don't really think we fancied we've, him in this film i don't film. think we've hidden our infatuation no i'm him. just it's it's definitely 2018 is definitely like this year
0: i also think that he's so opposite to to lucas hedges as danny as well yes. and i do think that that's so, that, polar opposite for, for me that's so the type of thing that i was, i love you but i also love you when I was a teenager I remember just being like oh there's this is like boy who's actually really nice to me and we get on really well and we're he's really so dreamy. Oh, wait. He's really nice. There's this really um, cold but then there's stand-off-ish also this clever. guy that like yeah. won't just you have to do all the running and he's actually kind of a dick but I'm just obsessed with him as well. Yeah. Oh, it's just We have no mutual interests and yet yeah. I have to pretend to like everything that he likes because yes. he won't there's no Both of these boys are my dream type. Yeah. oh man I just think it. I think I really do think that it just encapsulates what it's like to be a teenage girl and also not in a cringy way because I remember when I when I was studying I did a lot of work on like representations of like teen girls on screen that was like one of my modules of student adolescence and stuff Mm. so I remember looking at things like clueless and virgin suicides and all of that stuff and actually how a lot of those representations of teen girls and their lives can be problematic and they're more representational of like bigger issues but this to me just on such a relatable level, just yes. did feel like no, that really is what it's like mm-hmm. to be a teen girl, and you just you're messing about, and you do things that are kind of like, you know, there's the part where they're kind of skipping class and they're eating the waiters. Oh my god, the, thinking the about whole, yeah, so good. But then they're also like, you think you're really cool and grown up and want to be really. Oh man, I just this it just felt like what it's, it's really like a teen enjoyable.
1: Girl. Like it's very funny. It's very touching. Um,
0: I I just I I I loved Frances Ha. Mm-hmm. like Francis Harris one of my favourite films and what I like so much about that is because it remi- it's incredibly relatable and I saw it at a period of time where I was at a similar kind of like crossroads mm-hmm. you know post-college not really knowing what to do and mm-hmm. that at the time was just like that reminds me of so much of that stage in my life and then Lady Bird as well just reminds yeah. me of like that, those teenage phases and I do think that Greta Gerwig is one of those people who's able to capture that mm-hmm. because she yeah. vividly re- remembers what it was like yeah definitely and I think that's that's so so important I think um in being able to actually transfer that to screen mm-hmm. um so I definitely um recommend that everyone loved it goes and loved sees it. that cool um that's movies on TV and um, yes. one thing that I did last weekend was binge watch queer eye all of it all of it in the space of 24 hours um, ri- I mean that's is pretty impressive. Started on the Friday, finished on the Saturday. Um, Queer Eye is the Netflix reboot of yes. the um, 2000s makeover show, uh, which ran from 2003 to 2007. Uh, at the time, it was called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very ahead of its time, I guess, in terms of representation of gay men mm. on television. Um, so that ran for four years, and then has been off screen for as if that's eleven years. That's mad. I know that's Jesus. quite scary. Um, we're back with an all-new Fab Five, though. Um, oh, I've really got Jonathan who's in charge of grooming, Tan style, Anthony food and wine, Bobby design and caramel culture. If you're not familiar with what happens in Queer Eye, it's basically the Fab 5. It's pretty straightforward. Someone you get it from the title. It's a makeover show so someone someone nominates someone and then the Fab 5 turn up and then they get on every aspect of their life overhauled um by the the um the five guys um there are eight episodes it's all based in atlanta this time Mm -hmm. previously the season was based in new york yeah so it's quite the cultural um shift shift, which i think is very very interesting and purposeful i think it makes for
1: very interesting stories doesn't it
0: yeah i mean i really liked queer eye for the straight guy i remember getting really into it um when i was a teenager um and i think it was just like oh my god new york amazing um but a lot of the people were just like kind of like sad people who live in apartments on their own yeah um, whereas this is a lot more interesting, it's got it's a lot more diverse and backstories, yeah, and a lot more diverse. diverse. Um, and I just binge watched all of it because I just loved it. Tom was so skeptical about it because I kind of explained the premise yeah. of it, and he'd listened Did to Did he watch
1: any of the original? No,
0: he didn't watch any of the original, and he'd listened to a podcast on which they were talking about the show, as in in the build up to it coming out and set. Uh, and I guess sort, they had
1: some trepidation. Maybe. Yeah,
0: discussing actually how what how useful it was in terms of representation of the LGBTQ. It could be easily be problematic for Society, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um and actually whether it has a place yeah. these days or not. Um I fucking love it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really, really good. I mean I'm I'm exactly fifty percent of the way through. Yeah. We watched four episodes back to back one evening after yeah. work. We've got some more that we're gonna watch probably tonight. Um instantly hooked. Instantly just right. So, well, yeah, is that salt. real? I mean, again, as someone who, um, kind of watches a lot of depressing shit to be honest I mean it's a lot of depressing shit um, I don't feel depressed when I watch it but actually it's quite nice to watch something that's truly uplifting so
0: I um I don't really like I mean I don't really watch a lot of reality TV now I'm, that's the
1: other thing actually but, is I'm not a reality TV at person at the time at when
0: Queer Eye for the Straight Guy came out I, that was around this time where I'd gotten like deeply invested in like um I think America's Next Top Model mm-hmm. was just obsessed with it and now I guess my equivalent is watching RuPaul's Drag Race yeah which is like basically the same as top model except drag queens yes um but so that's kind
1: of the only reality tv i watch reality tv has never been an interest for me at all i don't know why but it's actually something that i've noticed that i'm really not into at all and no, I'm not. with the exception of geordie shaw
0: yep fine. which
1: was funny at fine. the time but even then it was like funny at a moment and then gone Um, i don't watch reality tv and i don't find it particularly interesting i mostly find it really annoying yeah so this is a really nice i just think the premise of
0: it is so nice and actually they've got people on it that have kind of really interesting backstory and it's not it's not heavy handed with like an
1: overhaul and actually what i was i was explaining that's the thing actually it's not actually i mean with the exception of like the interior design where they're pretty much getting like a newly made out it's not house, basically. Ta- which is lovely it's not, ta- not extreme. it's not taking someone's life and going like your your existence is shit here's what you need to do to improve you're not yourself. teaching them to be a gourmet cook you're not no. shaving all their hair off and like cha- giving them plastic surgery and i i think actually what so i was explaining to tom about kind of
0: the queer eye for the straight guy the original series mm. and this and i said the main thing i think is that this seems a lot more realistic in terms of like things to enhance someone's life yes. it's enhancing
1: rather than it's redoing really, and it's, like it's also
0: They also do it within their means Mm -hmm. and I read an article with Tan who is the guy that does the style and he talks about the fact that actually what he does is he uses places within the area Mm -hmm. that are achievable for the people that he's yes. working with so in one of the episodes i'm not think i don't think you've seen yet but they go to target which mm-hmm. is obviously
1: like a big yeah. store in
0: the u.s and they go clothes shopping when there. would they ever do that in a
1: reality tv show you'd probably get like some designer suits carson Cressley like... who is on
0: the panel now for rupaul's drag race actually he was in charge of style and fashion in the original one, and he was always dressing them in like a me- like really high end brands. And yeah, it's like, like that. great. you have given me one wardrobe, but I will not ever be able to replicate. And this. Tan has a real tendency to say to someone, "Look, these are the things that work for you. Here are some." He always gives them like a capsule mm. wardrobe yeah. and says like these These are things you can work. You know, this for your body shape, you need to be layering mm. up, or you need to do this, this, and this. But it doesn't kind of take them to like hugely expensive places but if you can
1: only shop in target you shop in target
0: if you can only go to like
1: cheap thrift stores you you do it it
0: within their means and i do i think that's the same goes for jonathan as well he Mm -hmm. sort of says you know like these are the areas that you need to think about for like your various aspects of Mm -hmm. grooming you know like haircut or face thin care everything Mm -hmm. like that um anthony does the same as well i guess with food in terms of tight he's very what i've noticed as well he's very much in term you know thinking about minimizing like food prep time and yeah. actually what's realistic for someone who's got like a yeah. family for example exactly to cook. we all
1: need like one pot meals no. and are. Karamo as well is basically just like a pep talker yes gives a motivational just, speech mat- motivational gives you speech. a hug and then you're done um, <coughs> it's so good oh I think we God. both agree that our favourite is Anthony okay so yeah. I need to talk about Anthony because yes. there are
0: many aspects of Anthony that I enjoy Once I know what these aspects are so the first is his face because he, he is so handsome he's like, very handsome he is some i I said to you that he would be like the person I would be desperately in love with, knowing full well that I'm not in any way, I'm not a man, so I'm not. (laughs) It's funnily
1: enough, I don't think you're not a man, so I'm not as
0: type, But I would still love him regardless. Are the other
1: things uh, the leather jacket? Yes, and white t-shirt. Um, the the little life t-shirt. Yeah,
0: so he wears a little life t-shirt. The um, he wears the J B Willem Malcolm unreal t-shirt and doesn't he
1: say he's like he's like a mix of willem and jude dead kill, me. kill me dead which is just <laughs> so
0: he was. he's got like four or five different strokes t-shirt. Band t-shirts T-shirts. i was about to say he's there was an episode like, where he wore a national
1: t-shirt and i honestly thought i was going to die like he's done it deliberately for you oh my god it's like i'm being taunted he is perfect um but weirdly anthony's the one that's like controversial so as in if you go on twitter there's like a really f- everyone else is like it's the, fine. It's the theory but there's of a proper love-hate camp for Anthony. I think it's because he doesn't really do any cooking. I think it's the grilled cheese. But I like grilled cheese though. Me too, but there is for those who haven't seen, there is an episode in which Anthony basically shows a guy how to make like a really nice grilled cheese sandwich. Do you know what's really and funny? And I can kind of see why that's He funny. he used to be Ted
0: Allen's personal chef, and oh, Ted really? Allen is the guy that did the food on the Cruera First Straight guy. So oh. there's a connection there. I don't know if he's actually he he says that he's not a qualified chef he's self, self-taught and,
1: and his thing is food and wine so it isn't necessarily like I mean in four episodes April I haven't actually seen him cook a meal loves yet. avocado though he's made like an avocado salad which is basically just chopping up some avocado what? and grapefruit uh, he's made some guacamole. Yeah. He's made a grilled cheese sandwich, and he made like a margarita. But he's so handsome. He's like. so handsome. So I'm. I'm not criticizing. I'm completely willing to love him forever based on his looks. And I just else. like. But the thing is, he's an absolute lisper nerd. Like he's he's a little life thrown through. Yes. There
0: is an article on Vulture this week where someone specifically asked him about him this, about, and he right? was like. He was being discouraged to talk about this because it was going to be a time suck and he said to this manager or the press person that was like, no, this is too important to not talk about. And there's an entire article where he talked about that book and one of the reasons I love that book so much is because it has such a profound effect on me and also I feel like it's you have to have read it to understand yes. it yes yeah yeah, yeah. it's a club it's it? like a complete elite
1: club of people that have read this book and understand the power we're a tremendously elite and April. he gets it he gets it so much um, he does but it's funny that he's the controversial one there's a total love hate Maybe because he's so handsome he's just so everyone's jealous people don't of how like how handsome he is. um i do love jonathan as well yes obviously
0: so you know how much i hate game of thrones yes um did you know that jonathan does a thing called gay of thrones on no. Funny or Die, and they're recaps
1: really? of Game of
0: Thrones episodes.
1: And I watched five of them. Did and you? I could not give you a shit really about really don't Game of give Thrones. a shit about Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones. It. I thought you were going to say it's porn. No, it's not. I thought it was porn, but it's not. It's just a really funny
0: thing where because he's a hairdresser, it's basically him talking to someone in his chair while he's cutting their hair about that, that night's episode of Game of Thrones. Because really he's funny. a Game of Thrones nerd. Yeah, he does it. Oh. Interesting. But I think he's brilliant that. as well. He's Good so fabulous. TikTok recommendation. Since since watching Queer Eye for the A very lovable person yeah okay. i
1: um switched to a sulfate free
0: <laughs> shampoo <she> under <laughs>
1: his recommendation it's made it's done. It's gonna be wonders. like rejuvenating everyone's like grooming well my, my, one of my
0: friends gets to interview him soon for her job and i've said can you bottle his es- essence and wisdom in a bottle so that we can just Lovely. absorb it just like a little drop yeah little like drop make every sure day. you ask him about skincare and everything else just to get that knowledge so that we can yeah yeah make So up.
1: you know if you're looking for something to binge." Queer Eye. Queer Eye is definitely a And it's on Netflix, Netflix, so it's a good shout. Music. Um, just quickly, uh, a few things to discuss. Firstly, a little while ago now, Justin Timberlake's highly anticipated <laughs> album, Man of the Woods, which is a concept that I still don't understand, came out. Um, it's, Should I explain "Man of the Woods" to you? Well, is he just he just wants to be a man of the woods, doesn't he? he Wants to be a lumberjack. He wants to be married, but also like be able to go off and do what he wants. That's what I think "Man of the Woods" means. It's just a bit shit, isn't it? He just needs to be free. Justin he can't Timberlake's be decided that he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't want to be um, ahead of the game in terms of uh, music, and he, he want wants to reinvent himself. But he wants to reinvent himself as a really mediocre artist. <laughs> so um, we had the we had the we had Phil the track that came out which was co-produced by timberland which is really good um we also had supplies which took a while to grow on me but actually i really enjoy now i like those two songs i like midnight summer jam and that's pretty much it okay so i just need to talk about our hype for this so our us and our friend becky before this album came out we
0: were so pumped for this Mm -hmm. i'm just looking at our chat here and it says like you know, I feel like a kid waiting for Christmas. Yeah, Because we were so hyped on, finally, a new Justin Timberlake record. I mean, Future Sex
1: Love Sounds. Oh my God. Uh, it just,
0: yeah, I mean... <sighs> it, it, oh, so we were just really pumped.
1: And then our initial reactions were, were that we felt it was too funky. Which is strange because I'm quite... I'm I'm quite into that. So I shouldn't, yeah, it's you know... quite quite funky. I'm quite into that. I was a little bit like... I mean, yeah, we all know Prince died, like... I really like. This, I just. Mm, oh, I've, I'm not getting the southern insp- I don't get where this came from or why we needed it. No, so the
0: things I was so pumped on it, and then I listened to it that week it came out, and I haven't listened to it since. No, and I feel like this it's really
1: emblematic of actually how I don't care about this. I mean, it's, yeah, he he did um, the Super Bowl halftime. That was good. It was fine, wasn't it? It was a good performance. Again, he's a man who does choreograph well, so that was good. The thing that made me
0: realise is that I saw Justin Timberlake on that first tour that he mm-hmm. did for um his first record, and he was him amazing. On the third record, he's he was amazing mm-hmm. live because he's a real he's a real showman. Shayling. He's a real performer. Um, and the, when I watched the Super Bowl halftime, I was like, "Fucking hell, man! He's got so many hits. Like seeing yeah. him live now would be so fun because if he just plays hits
1: and none of the plays songs all the hits, but." Since then, I've just been like, oh, I'm not. It's getting a bit. I don't know. For someone who I think was really good at kind of reinventing himself and doing something new for each of his records, and it was always quite ahead of the game yeah. in terms of like production. Well, he, he worked with like the right producers. Yeah. He was work. you know, in terms of like but he's still writing with the same. It's still like, but it's still the same now. It's so the this same. new record, it's like, okay, you're with Timberland again. It's not. Oh, you're with the Neptunes again. Like. It's not right. forward-thinking.
0: No, not at all. And I think... Oh, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the reviews of Man of the Woods have been quite scathing, and some of them have been a bit like, why is Justin Timberlake even this big of a deal? Because yeah. actually... And obviously this look-
1: whole... It's a bit... Is a bit um, this idea of, like, Man of the Woods, like, simpler, just being with your family... Um, being out in the you
0: know well, for getting me, it, back
1: to nature, like it's for a For me very much
0: the whole idea it's of cabin porny isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a, it's a very much um having your cake and eating it too. This whole like, <laughs> oh I want to be married but I'm actually, you know, I think it is I can't remember which song it is on the album where he basically talks about like how he's out of the woods and how you know
1: he and loves he's really not. he loves
0: you but also he needs his free time. Um it's I just like, shut
1: up. I don't You've know got I also got another house to live in when you want spare I, I time. I also
0: feel very conflicted about Justin Timberlake as well. I mean um there was the controversy. I mean, he's worked with Woody Allen recently, but has been very yeah. I don't, I'm not
1: entirely sure that Justin Timberlake is someone that I believe is like, I don't think he's a bad dude, but I don't think he's particularly doing anything really, to right the wrongs of the
0: world. I don't think he's really socially aware. Um, He, you know, he was very, been quite outspoken about Time's Up, but as a lot of people have pointed out, like you've literally just, just worked with worked Woody, with Woody Allen. Allen. Um, I did want to just, draw attention to the tweet from dylan farrow so um just that's a great just that's a great secret. just because it was like such a sick burn um justin timberlake tweeted random question can someone please explain the saying you just want your cake and to eat it too what else am i about to do with the cake and then a follow-up to this was dylan farrow as in the dylan farrow said the saying means, for example, you can't support Time's Up and praise sexual predators at the same time. You can't retain your credibility as an activist, i.e. retain the cake, and at the same time praise a sexual predator, i.e. eating the cake. Which I thought was a very savage well, takedown of all of the things that everyone have been saying about Justin's behaviour yeah. recently. So I don't know if his ship has sailed in terms of... I'm not... I just it was very let down by the album. I just wasn't... I'd been. It really was filthy. Is such a great single.
1: Yeah. yeah. I and mean, actually, like. But that's it. Really. Like I could also leave the other two tracks that I like. I could leave them behind. Some
0: of it also makes me cringe. There's a song where he's talking about my your pink and my purple. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. 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 And it's.
1: Um. I feel a little bit. Do you remember with the last record when he released that sh- that live performance? And we watched it on Netflix. Yes. And it was a little bit like. I don't know. Like it was very. You could really see, like him taking the spotlight as like a white man with like a really like talented black backing band, kind of appropriating a lot well, of their lot music of... and co- and it was just a bit cringe. It was a bit like I don't think he's doing. I just don't think he's aware of no. What he's and a doing. lot of
0: a lot of actually stuff. Some of the stuff I read after the album release was talking about his continual co opting of kind of like black musical culture and there was the you know the prince element of his super bowl performance which given i know it was in minneapolis so i
1: get it but also he didn't die this year and
0: and he had quite it It was not
1: timed well at all he had a very conflicted relationship with prince anyway so yeah it was really controversial and he did his album listening party at paisley park and it was like a fucking like the alcohol was flowing and prince like notoriously like would not allow alcohol yeah, on the premises so I just think like oh you're so keen on respecting him and yet you do that and there's kind of arguments people going oh well you know the site manager whoever loaned that, obviously though. said that he was allowed to drink on site and it's like yeah but you're still just shitting all over like it's the legacy of the man who clearly would not have wanted that when he was alive so I just yeah. feel like okay great you've got his like fucking hologram on I, stage I or just
0: don't think that he's especially socially aware and doesn't really think and I did and I, I completely And that's correct. Fringe. and I completely agree with you about the Netflix special I mean it's very it was interesting because it it does show you what an amazing performer it he is it was like look at my
1: talented band but remember the spotlight's on but me but there is something really uncomfortable about
0: the Tennessee kids which is his backing yeah. band Um, and then seeing him as this like ba- I don't know I think if you got into the politics of it it's very it's, very yeah, uncomfortable and, they're, and
1: it's not too far below the surface the politics yeah, of it's it not like, they come all. up pretty easily so, so I yeah. think I bit think, of a letdown I think Justin Timberlake's time is up I think his time is up
0: I'm um, talking about Prince. Um, yes, there were two new singles recently from uh, Janelle Monae. Lovely Janelle um, from her for- forthcoming album Dirty Computer. And um, mm. she is someone who has been a Prince collaborator. She considers him to be one She's of her She's Kind isn't of pro- she? yeah. She was one of his proteges. Um, there was the two singles. So there's uh, Django Jane and then Make Me Feel. Make Me Feel. She released the video for this week, um, which video. is an amazing video which um, features Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being build us this kind of amazing bisexual anthem yes. um Janelle Monáe is someone that has been very reluctant mm-hmm. rightfully so because it's her her choice about talking about her sexuality it's always as, been like a talking point for people but it's not there's a always been a lot of her, speculation about sort of you know what her sexual mm-hmm. orientation is it's, it's it is this weird talking point Why does anyone point. care? It's weird, isn't it? When I was reading about it this week, I was like, it's a bit strange that everyone's so obsessed with getting her to kind of come out of the closet as it was. And I was like, what it doesn't you know I
1: don't think it's ever been even crossed my mind. No, but, but... It's,
0: it seems to be this thing that's very much attached to her actually. Mm.
1: Um But um that video is yeah, that video is fantastic. And it re I mean, for me, like obviously in the previous record you can kind of see where the prince like but this is like a complete homage to Prince. So good, so isn't it? And it I sounds think... like kiss. It looks like the video for Kiss, actually. There's a bit where she's got, like, the headdress on, like, with the face... And it looks like he wears pretty much exactly the same headdress in My Name is Prince. Um, and she's even got the same stature as Prince. Yeah. Like, she's small and petite. She even looks like him she when she She loves the moves. suit. Her thing is wearing suits as well. Yeah, she it's loves such a... It,
0: yeah, it's... Did you see the bowies in the video? Yes. How so cool good. I just think she's such an amazing kind of visual artist. I mean, um, someone who immediately in my brain I compare her to is the way that she has a very particular visual aesthetic mm-hmm. to Annie Clark so yeah, Vincent, yeah, 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 yeah. they've got yeah. the similar kind that's of that's very true androgynous kind of yeah you know sexual mm-hmm. um just outward persona yeah um and they're her real video's always really clever aren't they're they? always re- and I just think that that she is someone who's worked very closely with mm-hmm. Prince um is a real you know a protege of mm. Prince but her, this to me felt like such a respectful. Oh
1: you know, yeah, she, yeah. I read it an, wasn't like a oh I see you're just going to use bits of him and like it doesn't seem like that at all. No, I think like,
0: it, I think it was on the Guardian this week, but I did read an interview with her where she talks about how for Dirty Computer she'd yeah, been working with, with Prince him before he died, on, yeah. you know, finding sounds and visions for the album itself mm. before she died, and I just felt like it's the then. Going back and re listening Mm. to the song in the aftermath of Mm. that, just being like my reaction to it the first time around had been like I said to you, I was like, You're gonna love this because it Mm. is so princey, but it's just such a respectful, yeah, definitely kind of allusion to his work as opposed to just kind of like you know using it for your own gain. Because I don't know, that's the thing, that's
1: there's always the risk of that as well, but I don't think that would ever be with her. Like, you can just feel like how genuine it is. And I think you can they see, just had an affinity with each other. You can see than, the
0: influence, but yeah. it's not like her
1: completely like, you
0: know, no, co-opting his very sound, sound as for her, artists for her benefit.
1: So. Um, and Django Jane, which is the other single I think is one of her best, like ever. It's easily. really, really good. Um, I think this record is going to be like the one for her.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't that know. That last I think record will... I, I, i was super super it was into so good it had
1: so many good great guests on it as well i went back and was listening to it a lot <laughs> Me this too. week um in the aftermath just being like oh fuck yeah Can you janelle like let's get on it
0: yeah and i just she's and she's also an amazing actress as well
1: she's also so young
0: she's so young
1: i thought she was like i don't know in my head i thought she was late 30s yeah i thought she'd been knocking around for a while but she hasn't she's like 32 33 yeah she's like really young Crazy. she's just
0: yeah she was in Hidden Figures and yes, Moonlight as well, two really great films from last year. So she's just amazing. And I'm really, really excited for this a um, new album. Um, and finally, just quickly, um, we've already talked about Black Panther itself, but I've been really hev- listening heavily to the um, Black Panther soundtrack. It's um, curated by Kendrick Lamar. It's a music featured in and inspired by Black mm-hmm. Panther. Um, Ryan Coogler himself chose Kendrick. Um, specifically to be involved with the um, OST because he felt that um, Kendrick's views aligned with the themes explored in the movie, which is what he said. Um, features, features a whole um, bunch of different artists, including uh, Scissor, Vince mm-hmm. Staples, J-Rock, Future, Travis Scott, The Weeknd, Georgia Smith, Khaled, uh, Anderson Pack, and Schoolboy Q. Crazy. Um, I... I was listening to it a lot in advance of seeing the mm-hmm. film. I think it came out the week before, two weeks before. Yeah. I was listening to it a lot and was super, super into it. But Did since. Did you go back to it afterwards? Since seeing yeah. the film, I've listened to it a lot more. And one thing I had, I remember I had mm. a discussion with you about is how there are a lot of sonic elements from the film that are interwoven in That interwoven in yeah. the album. Yeah. There's like particular sounds, like some of the tribal drumming yeah. and some of the just. Sound I didn't pick effects. up on the
1: first time. No. I picked yeah, up when, when you go back it. and
0: listen to it, you're like, oh shit, no. that, that's. Ab, you know completely ripped from that particular scene in the film and mm-hmm. vice versa um i read a i can't remember where the article was from but i will link to it it was basically kind of talking about how the, the so, each of the individual songs as well you can map it exactly to kind of particular um my, elements and yeah. scenes in the f- yeah. in the film and when oh, i was definitely. reading it and i looked at the song titles i was like oh shit like they mm. completely do line up so that's pretty cool um my standout songs are um at, um, ops so and Paramedic,
1: cute. yeah. Is that the Vince Staples ones? The Ops. Ops is the Vince, Vince Staples, Staples one, one. which that's is really good. is
0: one of the songs. That is in the in film. the film
1: that's in the car scene. One. Yeah, that's yeah. the in
0: Korea. Um, and Paramedic is
1: super super cool as well.
0: Mm-hmm. The and I like the Scissor. The Scissor, song song, yeah. Really the great. Scissor song's is brilliant. Um,
1: yeah, I really I really like it. I think it's got like standout tracks, like you say, that mm-hmm. like stick with me more. But overall, I think it's a really strong um, record that I like happily listen to
0: yeah definitely Regularly
1: on repeat i think that when we
0: talked about it with other people we talked about how actually like i think the first time i listened to it going into it because kendrick was involved i think perhaps i'd been anticipating like a straight kind of kendrick, kendrick record. record and yeah. actually it's so different but since seeing the film it I think suits the film personally. it suits it it really really complements it so um i'm sure i'll have that on rotation um for the duration of
1: the year Uh, For our main topic today, um, we thought we'd talk a little bit, it's not like a a massive deep dive, but just like quite a nice reminisce um, into kind of teen drama, high school television. Your favourite. My fave. This came up because we were talking... uh, on Twitter about Riverdale, as I often do. Um, I use lots of Riverdale GIFs in my conversations. Um, and we kind of got onto sort of a thread with various people sort of chiming in, discussing their favorite teen TV film, uh, TV shows of past and present. Um, so we thought we'd have a little chat about that. And I think it also ties in really well with Lady Bird anyway. I was just thinking this actually um, when we left the cinema, I was like, oh, that works out is, today. Thematically, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's very beautiful. So. Firstly, I just wanted to point out that actually going through and thinking about like a lot of the TV shows I watched when I was younger and stuff that I've got weirdly addicted to now, which apparently is quite a common thing for adults uh in this in 2018. Um a lot of what I did watch was like quite American based. A lot of American TV shows. Um, But also there were quite a few shows um, that other people like, especially in the US, might have watched when they were growing up that we didn't actually get over here. So Mm -hmm. We might leave out a few obvious ones to other people, but... Um, feel free to message or tweet us about Yeah, it'll um, be
0: interesting, actually, because I do think that...
1: I think there were some that missed the boat over here.
0: I also think it's a generational thing as well, because I think, being our age, there are particular US exports, which yes. are very like right off the time. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that I remember watching on repeat, like on channels, like E4. E4, so I, yeah. I remember getting... There was a period of time over a summer where I remember watching like Beverly Hills 90290 yes. know, reruns. Yes. Like of the, of like the, original the original series. But you know I must you wouldn't have, have grown a, up watching I have grown that up yeah. watching it no like, that wasn't my generation so it's things like that i suppose that we mm-hmm. that weren't really on our radar
1: what were um what were like the the earliest teen drama show they don't have to be high school but ideally high school teen drama shows that you watch like when you like the earliest ones that you remember because the first one i thought of well, the first two were Saved by the Bell <laughs> and Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High, yeah. Saved by the Bell, Sweet Valley High. Did you watch
0: any of, like, Hang Time?
1: I didn't watch any of those. Oh hangtime. my god, you didn't see I hangtime. watched My So
0: Called Life. Oh my god, My So Called Life. So, yeah, My So Called Life. Um, Hang Time was a big one for yeah, me. Yeah, I didn't watch
1: Hang Time. Did you not watch When it? was it on?
0: um Early two thousands, I okay, remember watching I it. Trouble it. TV.
1: Oh my god, Trouble TV! So i the, forgot oh, Trouble So the TV. guy that did that hang, was like peak time for T. Like Trouble TV was the channel. Yeah, it was for like the channel where
0: you get all of your teen, yeah. teen stuff. So the guy that did um, Hang Time was also responsible for a whole bunch of other TV shows. I mean, so I'm looking now. Hang Time ran from 1995 to 2000, but I probably only was so aware of it. Yeah. End
1: of the 90s, early 2000s, because mm. it was shown on like Saturdays. So it's basically the same here. time as Sweet Valley and Saved so by the Bell and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, completely. And I'm talking about the
1: college years of Sweet Saved so by the Bell, not like the oh re- Oh, God, college. stuff years. when they went back and had like new class or whatever no god that's so funny that's a no it? so that's yeah they, no. those i was obsessed with safe by the world as
0: well mm-hmm. like i was obsessed with zach morris
1: yes so obsessed I was, like, as always there's gotta zach be like morris. someone in each show that you fancy quite a lot i can't remember all of the early ones but definitely zach. it's actually funny if i think about like all of my early crushes they were very much in the line of like high school zach, boy with mm, floppy hair and blonde yes blonde my, that's never my, my first thing
0: like real
1: irl crush mm-hmm. was on a boy that had like blonde hair yeah it was very like mine was the boy that turned into the cat on hocus pocus
0: Oh my god He was my
1: first crush ever
0: Thackery Binks Yeah What took you
1: so long uh, Yeah exactly Like I fancied him so much Must have been the long hair I also fancied all of Hanson So it was definitely the long hair So
0: yeah So Hangtime was a good one for me Um, Have you ever seen City Guys? No What City Guys? You must see Have you never seen City Guys? No No. City Guys is about a a white kid Who becomes friends with a black kid They live in a city Oh how very forward thinking racial. Yeah Was that American? Yeah obviously Of course Have you never seen Malibu CA? Yes Yeah I was obsessed with that as well One on One I, I don't think, think I've really watched team One on, one on one. One. Oh, it's, called, it's on with LL Cujo have you ever seen One
1: on One no I don't think I have a lot of these are in
0: fucking trouble, trouble she's pointing a finger
1: at me very much trouble, trouble TV keeping. is something I haven't thought about for a long USA time High. Yes. A USA yep. High yes do you remember that does Sabrina count yes Sabrina was great. I'd say Sabrina. Counts. Yeah, that didn't. Apparently, it didn't run for very long. But it Sabrina was great. Um, do you remember the? Do you remember when Sabrina went to college?
0: Yes. And she worked at that coffee house. And Josh.
1: Yes. Was obsessed with Josh. Oh my God! Was yes. So the and colleges was, don't always work. But for you know what's weird program, about that, that, is that? Josh
0: probably wouldn't been in his like mid twenties, and Sabrina was like
1: eighteen. It's a bit really creepy. Like I think there's a lot of age stuff that is a bit. Do questionable you remember when, when Sabrina
0: was at college and she lived in that house?
1: Oh my God! With her house and the mate. boy, the Miles who skated.
0: Yes. Was obsessed with them.
1: I love Sabrina. Should we watch some so, Sabrina? Yeah, can be. I went through a stage at uni of just watching Sabrina all the time. Yeah. Like, in my dorm room. Well, it wasn't a dorm room. It was just a flat. Halls. halls. It's called Halls over here, halls yeah. Of in my Halls of Residence. Um, I just watched Sabrina, like, back-to-back back all Sabrina. the time. Um, Other ones, notably, these are, like, all American ones. Uh, okay, the so, English equivalents were depressing as fuck.
0: Do you remember...
1: Biker Grove <laughs> and Grange Hill Grange was Hill. so depressing okay, so the two, the thing that, when i think of grange hill i think of like
0: teenagers on drugs yes and then dying. it was all
1: about death and people being Does on drugs Holly and Oaks dying mm. is more of a soap isn't it yeah and it's it's got really adults and i don't see, think there's I, any school see, I there's think, like uni no i think
0: when holyoke started there's that it, it was, was it a little bit of a teen drama but now it's they've all grown up so it's all a bit it's all just sad adults weird. who've been Does, in there for um, too long so you said Sweet Valley
1: High, didn't you? Yeah. Heartbreak High. Heartbreak High. Yeah. 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 Did you ever eyebrow watch... Eyebrow ring. Now I... Yes, Sweet Eyebrow... 90s eyebrow rings yeah. that were really fanciable. Gross, so gross. Um I remember actually in sixth form when I did media studies <laughs> watching early episodes of Press Gang. Um, so <laughs> sure. Press Gang was a thing as well. Yes. Um, but British versions are really fucking depressing. Especially from that era, like the 90s. Biker so C- Grove and Grange Hill horrid. Well the thing I remember about Biker Grove is like kids who get taken into care. It's all like dirty and there are bullies and drugs. And also People in Biker Grove going blind. Care. you know the reason I don't yes. go paintballing? is I genuinely think because of what happened really in Biker Grove. It'd be all like don't play with matches or talk to strangers yeah. kind of stuff. Although Biker Grove's like my sole reference like point a for
0: anyone in the, in the northeast and i remember when i went to <laughs>
1: honestly your only point of reference yeah
0: only point of reference and then when i went to oh, that and billy elliott
1: oh okay yeah fine um, do you just imagine that everywhere yeah, and when I went to Newcastle, Newcastle
0: with Tom, Tom had to do this, like, r- the Great North run, and I went to Newcastle with Tom, Tom, and I was, like, walking around, and I was like... Going, this is like, like
1: being on the set of No, Billy but Elliot. the thing is, though, do you
0: know what's really depressing? I was like... Because Biker Grove was so bleak. When I was wandering around Newcastle, I was like, oh, it's actually quite
1: nice here. This is not what Biker Grove made it out to be. No. Biker Grove, it was depressing as shit. Do you remember the little ha-ha at the <laughs> end of... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this is such a British cultural a reference. Everyone's going. What are you going, talking like, are you about?
0: My- yeah, so they. I mean, I mean, I guess the skins count.
1: Well, I had to do some, um, some, some time. Time digging? That's not... <laughs> chronology. I had to look at chronology quite a lot. Because I was because at uni once again, there were the, Yeah, there were the early years of, like, Saved by the Bell, Sweet mm-hmm. Valley High, fine. Then you've got, like... Early 2000s. Early 2000s, when we were teens. Go on. So we've got Buffy, which for oh, me yeah, is, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. pinnacle 85. high school. That was 97 to 2003. Got so on. that was peak for us, origins, so watching yeah. that on BBC2. Um, Buffy, the high school years. I mean... The first year of college was pretty good as well. Then it starts to go downhill, I, which is definitely a first, running theme. The
0: first year of college and when... the colleges don't work for these. No, shows. and that's always what ruins it, isn't it? Is when they go. They go to. to co- they grow up. I could talk about this with regards. I mean, I'm assuming we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the OC, but yes, my interest in the OC definitely waned. Did they, on, wane? they went to right? college. Exactly, um, but with with Buffy, that first season of college is fine. Yes, and then. I don't know if we did talk about this before, but I definitely... I fucking
1: hated Riley. Riley Riley's then, the bit then that then everyone o- And went then,
0: then Oz left. Yes. And,
1: like, Seth Green was really, like... There was no Angel. There was no Oz. Riley was on the screen too much. Buffy it had whined less, about too
0: many boyfriends. It becomes less Where relatable as well. Especially if you think about things in, like, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, when we were that age. That was, like... T- Prime age and yes. it becomes less re- when they go off to college and you're like, oh no, they actually have adult problems now. So it's less exactly,
1: expensive. you want you want the teen angsty problems. Yeah, 100%. you don't want like the tax paying problems. <laughs> yeah, like oh, they're now or the job, the employment options. No, I'm not interested in that. Career. I'm interested in like who's dating who, outfits. And that's why Buffy's so great, still, as oh, well, is so like the relationships, good. the monsters, the outfit choices. Absolutely. Because high school outfit choices, especially in America, are just unreal. Yeah. What are some so of the good? others you've. Uh... Um, I put the OC, so that was 03 to 07. Oh, that's such so a that's period of time man. Seth Cohen, who's Seth like. Seth
0: Cohen. Adam peak, Brody, adorable. adorable Adam, Brod- it. I was so with Adam I, Brody. So I, like vividly remember where I was the first time I watched The O.C. I was at my friend's. I was at my, my, it with I was my friend, house. I, my friend house I watched it with my friend Holly. There you go. Like I just, and I remember watching We've it and just being like,
1: run, driving in the sun. This is it.
0: I'm sold. Oh my god, I'm sold. You mean <gasps> he's, he's, moved like, he's A kid from the the wrong side of the tracks, but. Sandy Cohen takes him in because he's got a shit life. And then Seth Cohen is my dream man. And
1: they're going to be... Oh, cool. Yeah. So sold on this. So on it. Yeah, absolutely. Chris McCurr. Oh, my God. Chris McCurr. Tijuana. Tijuana. I never knew Tijuana was a place until they went there. I had to Google it. Yeah. Just brilliant. So the OC was great. Again, that waned at the end. Yeah. So Um, I,
0: I... The first two seasons of the OC are really, really, really good. And then but the then last what's her name died. Um, Marissa Cooper. Yeah, Marissa Cooper in the died. Car, oh my God! Do you know? What? I think about which was also, like I think about when Ryan carries her.
1: <laughs> yes, which is harrowing. But also I was like, oh, she's
0: bearing in mind without I can't remember if they were dating at the time. But didn't it was his brother that mm-hmm. like, oh my God. I'm Tragic. just thinking about Really this. horrible. She was insufferable, though. I mean, were, she was were insufferable. Were, were you,
1: like, a Summer or an Anna girl? A su- uh, I was kind of a Summer girl. Because she really? was original. Yeah. Interesting. I was massively pro-Anna. Yeah. I think most people probably was. I, was I just... think it's because she
0: was more relatable to me. Oh, she was nicer. She was much nicer, and she, like, actually had the same interests but, as
1: Seth. Yeah. But Summer and Seth had, like, the, the original flames so Aww. i kind of yeah i was captain really into oates. that yeah captain oates um i sandy cohen best dad hottest dad hottest dad those brows. those brows um so that's a great one i went through a small phase of watching uh the reboot of 90210 which was oh really? wait yeah to thirteenth so that was uni. Oh my So gosh. I watched like the first season of that, sure. and but it was basically because I really like watching high school American dramas. Yeah, that's and how like weird they are. I, there were some late stage ones. I remember I watched. So I was really into the OC. I was yes. like
0: super into One we would, Tree Hill.
1: Were you a One Tree
0: Hill fan? Yeah, because I but, never
1: got into One Tree Hill. I, remember, I thought they were so boring the thing with One Tree Hill is they all looked about 45
0: they're so grown up in One Tree Hill and it's so preposterous and then half the time they I are forget like 35 half the time I, I forget the fact that the show itself was about basketball yeah that's why I didn't watch it. So April. little basketball. I was allergic to sports, so that just wasn't going to happen. It was really weird, and they were all really grown up, and then one mm-hmm. of them has a baby really young gets married. It's all very strange. Yeah. But yeah, I was super into One Tree Hill. Did you watch Dawson's Creek? I did watch Dawson's Creek. I didn't watch Dawson's did you Creek. Not? No. I watched some of Dawson's Creek, It's but not why, all of It's why I genuinely think that that's why I love Michelle Williams so much.
1: Oh, I can get because that. Because of yeah. cause her being
0: genuinely on Dawson's yeah. Creek.
1: They didn't run for very long. No, it didn't. But Pacey Witter. Did you watch Roswell? I did watch Roswell. Did you like Roswell? Uh, well, I watched Roswell, but I don't uh, think I ever really liked Roswell. What was the theme tune Roswell. of Roswell? They were all kind of boring in that, don't you think when so? Am, but that was the theme tune. I don't tune? remember it, it at all. Dido? The theme tune of Roswell Shit, was a Dido Shit, it was. So. But I should have been more into Roswell than I was. Yeah, that's like really up your alley. Really like really up your my alley. interest. But I think they were a bit wooden in that. They're not very. It's not. Very, it wasn't a good show. The whole no. thing was preposterous. Does Gilmore Girls count? Uh, yeah, Gilmore I'd say Girls so. The early days of Gilmore Girls. Yes. Yeah. Always, I mean that's obviously like a given. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch Veronica Mars. You didn't watch Veronica Mars? No. No. Von obviously watched Veronica Mars. I was obsessed so with Veronica Mars. I don't even remember what channel it was on. Do you not? Did you, did you not watch it? I don't think it was on any. Was it on any channels? It was, on, it was probably on E4. Do you think this is a like? Not that there's a massive age gap between us, but do you think there's rude. like a bit of
0: full force? So rude.
1: No, but like Von is the same though. Vaughn watched it as well, but I don't remember having. Did you not that. watch it? I don't know. It's a very maybe there's like a two year gap because there's two years there where I. I don't. I think that's why I love Kristen Bell wrong. so much as
0: well. Like, yeah,
1: I like mainlined all of the good plays. Kristen Bell's great. I don't think I would have watched. I never. It did without... they reboot Veronica? Mars. They did a film.
0: So the thing with How Veronica Mars is, I think there were only one or two seasons. Ron will probably be able to correct and she'll yeah, of this course and she and get will. really annoyed. Um, she, there were only a couple of seasons, and I think it got cancelled. And then they made a film, not that long ago, and I haven't seen the film. No, but I have a feeling the film was made through like Kickstarter. Like, oh, because the like fandom, like fan, the fandom of the fandom Mars so, big.
1: Is so it's a really good premise. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I can't listen to the Dandy Warhol song
1: that was without the without thinking, thinking of Ronan Mars. So did you watch Smallville? Uh, one that season. was another one that I wasn't into. I don't. Isn't it weird to think that that was about Superman? Um, I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I watched one Tom, season. Tom, what's his name? No, was it Tom? No, what what was, was the main guy? Tom, Tom Green. No, no. Why is everyone green? For me, April. No. Um,
0: I don't. Yeah, I watched one season of Smallville. It was fine. Tom something. Yeah,
1: I was never fussed. I kind of lump Roswell. Well, no, because I watched quite a lot of Roswell, but Roswell, Smallville, and One Tree Hill all kind of had people. I don't really remember care anything about, about Roswell other than that had Sherry Appleby in it. Yeah, and I remember
0: thinking her name was really cool. and the really
1: the boring guy. I think I just didn't fancy anyone in it, and that's why.
0: No, who else was in Roswell?
1: That really cardboard looking man. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> cardboard
0: man. Cub. I can't I can't search on IMDB for cardboard man. Oh Catherine Heigl you? was in Roswell, of course. Hey. <laughs> That's so weird. That's really weird. Um what's Boring Man's name? That guy. The guy who played Max. Yes. Jason Bear.
1: Right, okay. Ooh, beer. Screw uh, him. Beer. He was
0: in the grudge, did you see the grudge? Yes.
1: Well the American reboot was Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, he was her boyfriend. Oh There we go. Well that's a thing. Well, they're the ones we grew. I wonder what other ones whether there are more, there must have been more in America. I don't I don't think we had many of that ilk in England until we got Skins in 2007 and first couple of seasons of Skins were a pretty big deal. So I think it's really funny thinking of Skins because I remember being in my first year of uni. This is, this is entering, yeah, full disclaimer, so you would this is entering been, into uni life. You would have
0: been college, wouldn't you, when Skins came on? Yes. So I was at uni. Yes. And I remember, like, going to my friend's house or my friend's horse of residence to watch it with her because it was this big, like... Oh my god! Things.
1: Skins is this
0: thing. Yeah, it's MySpace generation. It's really kooky. Um, and also Skins had a real
1: tendency to have like loads of music in that I was into. Yes, at the it time. was. Ve- I mean, it was very much of our time. Do you and when Skins culture? house parties? were Yes, a thing. I've been to some of those. Yeah, like Skins themed house Skins parties at house uni. Party. That's weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I remember going. When we first, when I first went to uni, Freshers Week, they had Chris and Cassie from Skins there. And there are photos of me. You mean with Chris and Cassie from Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes, Chris and Cassie from Game of Thrones. That's the thing. Like, if you it's grew so up weird. in England and you watch Game Dev of Thrones, Patel. you just go, that person's on Daniel Oaks. Yeah. Like, that person's on kid. Oaks. That's that person's so, in this. You know like, loads I mean, of soap
0: operas and It's teen been television. really funny, actually, like, recently, with all these people. Like, yeah, Dev Patel, Nicholas Holt. I can't believe Daniel Kalua was in it. Posh Kenneth? Yeah. Isn't that strange? It's so strange. And it's also like, it's a it's a real cultural reference point that like, either you get it or you don't. Because yeah. I remember, and talking about generational things, I remember saying to Ams about who Daniel Cleo was, because he's in mm-hmm. Sicario. And I remember saying like,
1: oh, yeah, like he's in, th- he's, he's Posh like Kenneth Ken- from Skins. And he was like, Who? Who? That's it's definitely possible. like a window of time. Um, Skins was a big thing. And Misfits is the other one that was very off that ilk as well. That came in 2009, a bit later. Yeah, I didn't I watch any watched of that the too. first too season. I was very into that as yeah. well. Um, so they were, at uni, they were big things. Gilmore Girls was. Gossip Girl came in 2007. Okay, I was um, obsessed. With you Girl. were obsessed with Gossip Girl. I didn't really watch it. Ashley was obsessed with it. Have you seen any of it? it? I've seen some of it, but not You loads know the first of it. time I went to New York, right? Yes. And I went to Grand Central Station. Yes
0: and you know have you seen any Gossip Girl yes. you've seen the first episode of Gossip yes. Girl where um, Blake Lively yes um, returns <laughs> mm-hmm. and it, you know spotted yeah I was like losing my shit sitting
1: outside the Met Museum that's where they had the well, lunch. Do you know what? Wes was pointing out more Gossip Girl landmarks to me than That's I hilarious. knew when we were in New York. He was pretty I, sus about that. At that period of
0: time as well, I was obsessed with Dan Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Like Penn Bagley. I, was, I just thought he was like the best. Because he's like, oh, he lives in Brooklyn and he's like really real It's a bit awkward now with
1: Ed Westwick, isn't it? Yeah,
0: Chuck Bass, but Chuck Bass was always bag so. it's,
1: it's not as awkward as Glee. Oh my just God. Just full stop. Glee? All aspects of Glee.
0: Thing, isn't it?
1: Glee, I would argue, is <laughs> isn't part Glee of. Glee is sad. Glee's a thing. Oh God. Um it was a big thing. And um did you now, watch Glee. Uh I watched the first season. First season's really good. Yeah. Do you remember when like Glee Club wasn't a thing here? Yeah. I don't think anyone
0: understands that like, the cultural impact that, that had. Yeah. did you remember when that Glee Club started cropping up at, at uni? uni? Yeah. Isn't it was that like an strange? actual thing
1: that people had, which we didn't have before. No. But um but now it's like the curse of glee it's mad isn't it by, it's horrible like, i don't think anyone dares bring up glee anymore no. you know because it's, it's a bit like poltergeist like i think you it's just going to follow these actors yeah. around Ew. poor glee um it came from something so happy as I well if you've not watched any gossip girl, i know right? I loved it I think it's I mean being into what I'm into in those in those genres I feel like it's one of those things that I'm going to go back and watch all of Gossip Girl like I mean the the later seasons are like absolutely preposterous okay like when um, so it went up to 2012 so I'm saying you're saying like the what year did it start Oh, seven.
0: Yeah, so the early years. I think I've watched probably the first three seasons uh-huh. and then just stopped because it got just a bit ridiculous. They tail
1: off, don't they? I, it tail off. You have to be careful with teen television. because It with,
0: tails off. Again, the thing with Gossip Girl is that it... it you, And often I find in teen shows, you have, like, the original generation. Yes. They and try then, and reinvent the wheel, don't they? And the they? thing they did with, um, with Gossip Girl is that they try to make um, like Jenny Humphrey who's like Dan Humphrey's younger sister Mm -hmm. they try to to turn her into like the Serena Van Der Woodson Mm -hmm. type kind of character and it
1: just doesn't really work that's what I think where they go wrong it's almost like people grow up and out of roles and yeah. it doesn't work anymore um, but when they do try and either do like the college years or yeah. they try and get a bit older it just doesn't work I think the thing for me as Gossip Girl as well is that
0: it came out and then like the next year I went to New York for the first time so it was very like that Relevant, was the thing yeah. at the
1: time so oh, you're on like a Gossip good. Girl tour yeah um, I assume Friday Night Lights, that was when that became a big thing for you
0: <laughs> so Friday Lights. Um, I don't necessarily think oh, that's it's 06 To 2010. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't watch it till it Later. was done. Yeah,
1: uh, it's actually quite early. Like if I think I the only
0: been... reason I really got into Friday Night Lights is because Tom was touring with a band called Polar Bear Club, and um, who were like similar age to us. But that was a big thing for them in America.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. Re- it's not really over here, or as any no, recently. And I recent do you remember? I remember. over here?
0: I remember that Vix. Um, we had to like download illegally, mm-hmm. download like mm-hmm. all of the seasons because yeah. you just couldn't watch it. Here. I remember
1: I watched, I've only seen the f- three seasons, yeah. so I need to finish it one day. I will finish it, but yeah, I had to like download it all because yeah, it just, you just wasn't, couldn't watch it. It's only in recent years that it's been available, isn't yeah, it, really? on
0: DVD, and it was on Netflix for a while as well. I mean, I guess. Um, friday night lights is a teen show because it's about high school Mm. so um but i just don't consider it a teen show mostly because my big thing with friday night lights is that it's about so much more than football and school yes because i just think it's got a lot more like social commentary Mm -hmm. about kind of
1: well i think it also gives equal weight to the adults so yeah absolutely
0: they're they're just as it doesn't fully
1: fall into that no and it it has parts of it though
0: and in the same way that you compare it to like One Tree Hill, Mm -hmm. which again is about sports, Mm -hmm. like Friday Night Lights, actually is interesting. Yeah, gives well, it gives screen time to like Mm -hmm. the actual sport that it's talking about, and the whole point is that it shows you like how much how important football is to Dillon Texas Mm -hmm. and everyone that lives in Dillon Texas, and it's this small town thing where, I mean, I guess, and also because it was it's rooted in actual you know truth it's based mm-hmm. on a book um about a town in texas mm. so i think it's about much more than the high school mm. but i guess it's a teen show i wouldn't put it in the same category because i think it's so much better than a lot of teen shows but then i think that says a lot about how i perceive teen like, shows. what a teen show yeah. is and what a tv mm. show is and i think that friday night like, it's almost like straddles yeah the I two can, categories. I can see that definitely. Because um, I would almost put Friday Night Lights in as being it's like drama. Pres- prestige drama, mm. yeah. yeah, rather than being a teen show. But then yeah, think, it is. But I guess it technically is yeah. because it is about high school. In a lot of it's ways, about, I think it's it essentially is. about high school football. So yeah. yeah, I suppose it is. But um yeah, I think it's a bit of both. And yeah, I think oh it, yeah, yeah, um, Because so much of it's about the relationships between the teenagers in in the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan as well. There you go. Ugh. Connection. What babe? Um, in the sort of 2010s, you get into uh, teen supernatural TV uh, territory, oh, which your, is your... when I came into my own. Where well, you bloomed. Um, where I bloomed. So uh, I had a bit of Vampire Diaries, which I only I finished last any year. I haven't seen any um, of that. I could never stop watching. There was a point in which I sort of lost interest, but it did still have Ian other <laughs> in it. So I kept Does going. supernatural
0: count or not? that's already
1: teen, Um isn't? No, it doesn't count because it's, it doesn't involve teenagers. However... It's wonderful. Um, Teen Wolf was another one. I watched the first <laughs> two or three seasons Your of Teen Fatu- Wolf. Your,
0: yours and Vaughn's infatuation with Teen Wolf is the only reason Teen Wolf is ever on my radar.
1: Yeah. Secret Circle only ran for one season. That was pretty good. I remember vividly the summer you were obsessed with I Secret really Circle. I really liked it. C- I was so bummed that it didn't on carry on. Yeah. I can't even remember who it's by, but I mean, it flopped. So... Probably because I was the only one watching it, and oh, I couldn't yeah. watch it over here, so I had to download it. So it wasn't <laughs> helping their viewing figures. Sure. But um, that was a that's very much a thing. Go on. Um, I've enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed Scream, which was oh, the MTV yeah, reboot. Yeah, oh my god! It was basically taking Scream and mixing it in with like uh, some witch cheesy uh, high school anything. Yeah, just really shallow but also with lots of gore. Sure, um sure. but that's great, but what I'm well, it's run for two seasons so far, so it began in two thousand and fifteen. We've had one season over here, um, which was just yeah, it's total MTV like fodder. It really is, but it's pretty addictive. Um didn't realise that Harvey Weinstein was the lead producer on it though. Oh so that's was he? a real Gross. bummer. Oh I guess so was Screamer Weinstein. Yeah, maybe that's
0: probably why then it must have been. It's Um,
1: This, yeah,
0: Does Pretty Little Liars count?
1: Yes, 100%. So Pretty Little Liars. I really like Pretty Little Liars. The first... Love.
0: The first two seasons I think Mm. I watched. I've watched it all. That was a summer binge where it was like, it was on and I remember watching it. And then, but... I mean, we've talked before about, like, the absolute preposterousness of teen dramas. This is how this
1: whole conversation came up, because I was like, like, quit poll. Which is more preposterous, Riverdale or Pretty Little Liars? Technically, I think it's Pretty Little Liars. It's weird. Because they're they? literally being stalked by, like, multiple, like, mysterious people. Think... Like, kidnapped... Like, held think, hostage, murdered. So I murdered. think the interesting
0: thing about, about, about teen shows is that when when The O.C. came out, for example, I remember thinking that they were so much older and so much more grown up. And then when mm-hmm. you get... when you, As an adult, I've re-watched the first season mm-hmm. as an adult, and you realise, like, they're supposed to be 15, 16, and they're yeah. actually running around having sex, like... Yeah. And that's not to say, like... 15 and 16-year-olds don't do that. Yeah. But I just remember being like, wow, this is mad to me.
1: Yes. It's all levels of preposterous. Gossip so. Girl is like literally like they're adults. It's they're crazy, to, isn't it's it? It's It's not really realistic in any no, way. Like there's like the two is... plot
0: points in... And I think it's in Riverdale, isn't it? Hmm. Um, the plot point in like Pretty, Pretty Little Liars,
1: where one of them's like banging their teacher. That's not crazy. Cr- that's weird. They're all banging each other. It goes mad and it doesn't seem to wa- matter what Hormones. age they are. Hormones. It's literally like those like we were saying about ladybird like the relatable elements and the coming of age elements but then they're just like the escapism plays such a part that it just goes up and up and up until it's completely batshit but there are still elements of it that you kind of recognize it's just your own life but times a million does freaks um, and geeks count um it does i put it on my list so that was that only ran for one season as well freaks and geeks is just perfect Do you not, know really. right i think
0: a, i think a lot about how much of a bum out it is than freaks and geeks I only ran for one season. Also, mad. But that it's. I'm glad I only ran for one season.
1: So it didn't get a chance to go shit.
0: No, exactly.
1: Like it's I'd, pure. I, it's I think a it's a so pure, pure.
0: It's like that's it's all you need. It's like a snapshot. It's pretty much the funniest. I do think a lot about like TV what show. they would all be doing, but also like I'm kind of glad that you don't didn't know don't see where mm-hmm. like Lindsay Weir ended up. Yeah. After going off in the van, like I'm. I'm pretty like.
1: Yeah. Did you ever watch Greek? no so you have to talk me through greek because that came up on the twitter conversation we were well, i and in. ashley yeah
0: is it was into greek greek was about um college um like Makes sorority sense. and fraternity houses um it was really good it was, it was good. completely like like stupid yeah but, it was but really that's the fun. whole point i
1: really liked it we love stupid but it's college
0: so it's like that slightly like but maybe because it like...
1: like yeah maybe the ones that are start in high school and kind of move on to college it doesn't quite work but maybe if it's just set in college well the whole point of
0: greek as well is about there's a boy that moves to goes to the college that his sister's already at and she's like very active in her sorority and then he goes into a fraternity and it's about kind of how they navigate their relationship now they're at college together and it's yeah. about how he's sort of like always been quite nerdy in in high school and he's yeah. gone into college and actually he wants to rush for this like really broy. Fraternity—it yeah. was very lucky to me, knowing nothing about the fraternities the and, and sororities are
1: not a thing here. And I guess, they,
0: what is the equivalent? here?
1: I don't think there societies. is societies. Yeah, but they're not. You don't live in them in the way that. No, it's not I the mean, same. Is I it? think fraternities and sororities are completely batshit. What is that about? It's weird. Did, it's did crazy. you um
0: I've just googled teen shows. Did you ever watch the Carrie Diaries? No. <laughs> oh my god, I got really into the Carrie Carrie the Diaries. The I'm Carrie Diaries a... was um oh my like, god based no. on. Sex the in the city. Sorry, that's doesn't Sex count. in the city. Yeah. It was like Carrie's life Carrie's, before she went oh to New my, York. That makes Yeah. No. It was really good. The the guy that was in it is um Oh, he's Austin Butler. Right. Who is Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend? Oh, got you. Yeah, that guy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. handsome.
0: Um, it was absolutely stupid. When did that? run? It was all set in the 80s. It ran 2013.
1: I was quite to 2000
0: and maybe 2014. They only did one. They only did two seasons. Oh, it was quite recent. Act.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it was, was probably because it hasn't got any spooky things in it. That it was I didn't pretty watch rubbish. It. But I mean, you know, Hemlock Grove. Oh my God, Hemlock, Hemlock Grove. Grove. That was the a weird summer we one. watched Hamlo- Hemlock. Hemlock yeah. Grove. So that has, I didn't finish his name it. in it? I think it Bill Skarsgård Skars in it. So
0: hot. I only watched like three episodes because I got really uncomfortable just b- watched of it the, the relationship him. between him and his mom. His mother, yeah. That's I just bit watched bit it for him a... though. He was hot. That that um... was the scene where was in the bath.
1: Oh my God. Do you remember that? Yes. Weird. Just really hot. Um, yeah. Um, have you seen Jane the Virgin?
0: No, I haven't. Because I haven't
1: watched it. It's like the other, basically Is this that... all came out Do you of... consider that teens? I think everyone's said it is. Oh, sure. I mean, I haven't watched it, so I don't know, but it's come up in conversation quite a lot. Um, so this, that and Riverdale are kind of the two um, big ones, I'd say, at the moment. And there's been loads of conversation online about how Riverdale has blown up, like it's completely blown up into this huge thing. And also it's a really big thing for adults. So I think the um, teenage demographic nowadays... Like, in the way that, like, when we were younger, because we didn't have, like, the internet and phones and blah, 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 mm-hmm. we watched a lot of TV and we watched a lot of teen TV. Yeah. Nowadays, that's not a thing. No, it's but funny, isn't it? Riverdale has been a thing for teenagers. Do you also think, So, what channel does... Is Riverdale on TV in the States? I think it must be. Because well, we get it on We Netflix. get it on Netflix. But we, I... we get it really quickly on Netflix. And so the I, I think quick. that has a lot to do with um the popularity of, it, yeah. of stuff
0: sometimes because i think
1: because jane the virgin's on netflix as well yeah
0: and i remember i read a thing recently about how like a new generation of teenagers have become like really obsessed with friends because mm-hmm. it's just made its way back onto netflix. yes right people like, they're like oh friends. my god this this program that like and it's completely out of their cultural reference mm-hmm. point because they're too young mm-hmm. which you know that's that's that is a thing mm-hmm. So I don't know if that has a lot to do with the consumption. I think it of probably does, especially and when you've got like Netflix own seat. Like so,
1: 13's reason why I didn't watch. Yeah, but I did that being like a massive hit. And it came out, friends. like, all at once, yeah. as they do when they do, like, a bulk upload, so you could binge it, and yeah. we're in that kind of binge culture. That was really... I mean, that's another high school Because I program. find it really funny, because I remember, like, when... It's really dark, though. A lot of this is... A re- lot of the recent teen stuff is really dark. Yeah, but then I think you could say that about the OC, though. Yeah, I guess so. Because so much of, like, with Marissa, like, basically... Biker, Biker Grove. What's nearly... darker than Biker well, Grove? Well, yeah,
0: dying. But, like, I... You know it's really crazy to, to imagine the fact that you could just binge your way through so many of these mm. things. Cause I remember like having the actual excruciating weight of having to wait for episodes. Yeah. Like with watching the OC, yeah. just being like, Oh my God, to wait to a reduce. week. And if you and, miss it, then will also, you be able like, to see it at all? Also knowing full well as well, that the series had already aired in the States. Mm-hmm. Cause now I think that there's less of a difference time
1: wise. It's one of us. the good things about Riverdale is it's been coming out here pretty much instantly in the same time like there might be like a two day yeah whereas waiting time but are, we're not waiting a whole year
0: no and i remember when i you know when i was a teenager with things like the oc and even with gossip girl as well it was it's this, like
1: six months the season would air
0: and then it would finish in the states and then we would get it here yeah and i guess it's before spoiler culture yeah. so the internet was very much like a thing but it wasn't as pervasive yeah, so yeah. the only reason you'd ever really stumble across like OC spoilers is if you happened to like read an interview mm-hmm. with them online where they'd mentioned it or you happened to go onto like a forum yeah. where they were talking about it yeah. but there's just God, not forums. this Do you
1: remember when forums yeah were, like, exactly but that's thing. the
0: thing though is that now it's like literally I could pick up my phone and look at my you news would read app a spoiler and it would be away. like you know shock in blah 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 and mm-hmm. you're just like oh for fuck's sake like, I haven't seen this
1: yet mm. like so yeah. i just think
0: you know that says a lot about the, the kind of binge watching culture yeah.
1: yeah but riverdale's had um there's been quite a lot of talk online about how adult people our age and sort of even older have been really into riverdale and it's really blown up with people in our demographic in ways that other sort of teen shows uh haven't but do you think with riverdale that has a lot to do with its basis
0: in the archie comics
1: I don't know because or is this it was some of the discussion trip. I saw online because I don't... Lots of people aren't familiar with the Archie no, comics you to that extent. I, like, yeah. I wasn't really, no. so it's not a thing for me. Um, it's very much, I think, it's very much like... Uh, I think there's a couple of things. I think for, the fact, for me personally, the fact that it's a bit like Twin Peaks meets Gossip well, Girl and, kind um, of yeah. thing. Um, it has... Um, it's got almost like two tones of kind of the time has, like, a weird shift between... um, It's kind of quite... It's grounded in things that you're familiar with in terms of kind of, like, teen high school Mm -hmm. television. And it's grounded in... um, Things that kind of I guess quite old school, like they still drink and eat at diners, and it's very you know it doesn't feel like it's present day even though it is, because um, they've got mobile phones and it's everything. got that sort of retro throwback ap- nostalgia culture. Like the the episode titles are named after like cult classic films, like oh, it's very okay. throwbacky. But and it has all the stereotypes of that genre, but it's also quite forward thinking in that like the stereotypes are there, but you also have like openly gay characters uh latino characters uh they talk about like um online like so cyber like sex cam culture and stuff like that so it's all very it's kind of set in two time zones and a kind of it's really familiar i think and it kind of gives you that um i guess you want that like escapism don't you You watch teen tv because of like the angst and the emotion of it um and it has all of that but i think it also works it kind of feels quite progressive as well.
0: I think it's also a bit of both. I think also what's interesting thinking about teen TV is that I don't think I've ever watched a teen. Show apart from maybe Frinks and Geeks, mm-hmm. where I've gone like, Oh, this actually feels relatable to like my that's teen experience. That's the thing, like, and, and having seen they're not relatable, really, having seen Ladybird and gone like, Oh, well, that's very relatable. relatable to me of my teen experience. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever watched, there was never a time when I was watching like the OC, no. for example. And I guess that's different because it's like a level of affluence, which is not yeah. directly relevant, but to also, my, for but us. There's, never, there's
1: never things yeah. where I've gone like, and I guess that could be a cultural thing because it's a American. I was gonna say, like but a lot also, of what we've watched and been talking about is American television, and it, a lot of like high school culture over there isn't relatable. I for think us. that's why I like it so much, though, and I think it's because like I've
0: always been so infatuated with like American high school culture, high school culture. and there does and like of the point, tropes of that, and yeah, kind of and the there comes a point where you're like, because it's so alien, yeah, that that culture is, is so alien to to anything. I that think exists that's why here. I enjoy
1: it because it's. Like it's something that I understand because they're kind of stereotypes and trips that I've grown up with and you learn to recognise. Yeah. But it's totally it's total like easy escapism because it's it's all totally blown out of proportion. It doesn't really like relate to my life at all.
0: No, exactly I do not I I g I don't I can't say that and actually I think I mean I really liked I think I probably watched like the first two seasons of Skins. Yeah. And then when they did the reboot mm-hmm um of like with the Effie next and cast yeah, where yeah it was like yeah. effie's generation yeah. the new people i guess that was at a point where i realized like this Luke, isn't con- yeah. this isn't as interesting to me anymore mm-hmm. because it's not i just i don't i don't find I don't, it interesting yeah. but i think that maybe had a lot to do with the I fact think that it i was felt, too old right. and actually i was like, about
1: to say i think it felt quite um not infantile but it felt i you suddenly feel a lot older than those characters i, and like, think they felt I, like I recognize those mage. characters in in skins. But then I get too old for first them because I did relate to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I first,
0: outgrow it. First season of Skins, I felt like very much like, oh, this reminds this is, me of people I went to college with. And I this guess this is like a slightly amped up version of school. Yeah, this is actually what like first year of uni is a little mm-hmm. bit like. And then as I, as I got older, I was a bit like, this is actually a little bit insufferable. Of like, you
1: just don't outgrow it, right? Yeah. You're Whereas like, actually,
0: and I, and I don't think I've ever like thought about you know British high school or university culture as being something like I really like strived for no. or like you know just pondered over yeah. whereas like American it's quite aspirational
1: in uh, well American yeah that's culture, the word I'm looking it? for yeah but
0: like the idea of like American high schools and stuff I just that it seems With way cliques. more interesting yeah it's just like a cultural thing which doesn't exist here no. for me in my high school it didn't at all it was such a there were such worlds apart like yeah. it's, you know it's, it's supposed to be like, definitely not the same at all no here. not at all I think that's probably why I enjoyed it
1: yeah and I wonder if people are going back to it now when they're a bit older because it's obviously completely grown out, uh, blown out of proportion. Like the storylines, it's completely mad. Like Riverdale is just, like people getting murdered, like and kidnapped. So and I mean, that's the, you know. the OC is
0: like that. Yeah. But like the, whole, the whole premise of the OC is that, like, um, you know, Ryan nearly gets sent to GV, mm-hmm. but like Sandy Cohen's like a lawyer doing pro bono work mm. that wants to, like, give him a better life so just takes him back to his like affluent right orange county house and just says like oh no he lives with us now you're you're my boy is like a complete nerd and then ryan's this amazing like and they get on yeah
1: it's just mad but i wonder because it's, it's completely blown out of proportion and overly dramatized yet most of the time um the issues that they're dealing with are like quite basic, like yeah. boyfriends and Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. Boyfriends and it? relationships and dealing with families
0: it's and ju- it's just emo- it's just relationships, like emotional relationships. It's not
1: politics or bills or mortgages. No, it's
0: like navigating your love life and navigating yeah. your family life and navigating school. Yeah. And that's like on a really simplistic level Sounds great. It's like the real like those are your that's the only thing you worry about. And when we like we said with Ladybird, like when that's just like all that's important to mm-hmm. you when in actuality it you know it might seem like it's the most important thing in the entire world but actually in the grand scheme of things like it isn't mm-hmm. at all um so obsession of the week Yes, yeah, so you go first mine's michael b jordan <laughs> so's
1: mine mate. is it really yeah. Yeah. Oh my
0: is that God. like a massive surprise no isn't it's he not. so handsome i've I'm looked lovely. at so many eric Gilmore gifts this week yeah especially. i'm so glad
1: that's one thing i'm really glad for is that as soon as something comes out or even before there's just like plentiful gifts out there to use a bounty of gifts yeah. of
0: Michael B Jordan with his top hair. off and his hair Ugh. and his just face and just generally that smug, like smug smile yeah
1: i think that's i mean that's easily mine as well with a little bit of timmy now i think going forward for the follow the next week i'll be thinking a lot about timmy yeah, the, B- the, ladybird yeah tim
0: Lady Bird to me. Also, there was that um, GQ Oscar Isaac spread oh this God, week, which I've spent yes. a lot of time talking about. Also, I'd like to use this as an excuse to voice my annoyance at the fact that Annihilation isn't out here yet.
1: Is it not? No. Why do we not Tuesday get weeks? Anything? And we're not getting
0: a theatrical release. It's going straight is to it Netflix. it going straight to Netflix? Boring. I don't want to watch one of the most I amazing think... sci-fi films this year on my telly. Why is it not going to... Oh, I don't know. Anyway, go and look at... Do you think the... do like a limited run at all? No, no it's not. That's how bullied. shit is that so anyway go and look at the GQ spread of Oscar Isaac looking amazing and then also just google Michael B. Jordan full stop er, he's Panther. not related
1: to Michael Jordan the basketball player no. stop asking
0: there are a lot of videos of him Being doing on his press tour um, doing
1: push-ups doing push-ups
0: doing answering um, the Wired autocomplete yes thing. Was good I also watched that. that did yeah. you watch the um, Would You Rather yes Gooden wasn't it Yeah.
1: was he with Andy Serkis yes he was he was wasn't it which is wonderful. Yeah. I love Andy Circus as well. So Michael B. Jordan and the, also the entire cast of Black Panther, I would say. All of them, minus probably Andy Circus and Martin Freeman. I don't think I fancy them. No? Okay, fine. No. Maybe Andy Serkis a little bit. He's pretty ripped. Yeah. <laughs> I met Andy Circus once and I made him do the Gollum impression down the phone to my friend on voicemail. Did you? Yeah. Wow. That's a legit thing. I also met Elijah Wood on the same day.
0: Oh my God, did you? Yeah. I fancy larger like Wood.
1: Do you? Yeah. He's very small. But Andy Serkis was really nice. I also met Anthony Stewart Head on the same <laughs> day. So wow. there's my thing. This might be the And most... I also fancy Anthony Stewart Head. This must so... be the
0: most polarising obsession of the week.
1: Yes. Michael B. Jordan. Yes, that's the one.
0: Um, so that's us done. You can find us online. Twitter, we're at the thirst. Soundcloud.com forward slash the thirst pod. You can subscribe and review us on iTunes if you search for the thirst. Instagram, we're at the thirst pod. Um, our Tumblr is thethirstpod.tumblr.com. And you can email us, thethirstpod at gmail.com. Leave us some reviews. Yeah, leave us some reviews and send us in things you want us to talk about as well. Future topics. Cool. Uh, bye. Bye.